0: You could've been a wonder Taking your circus to the sky
1: You couldn't take it on the tightrope No, you had to take it on the side You always like it on the copper
2: down between your dirty sheet But no one's even listening to you
3: Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I am your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by an illustrious panel as we host. A uh, host? Is that a thing? Nope. That I'm the host. Oh, fuck this right Good up start. from this very mm-hmm. s- 17 seconds. This might be a record. Good start. Got off to a <laughs> terrific start, off to a bad start. Uh, no, as we uh, present to you our Timeline Celtic series, we are. This is episode two. 2003-2004 season I'm joined by Dermot Coyle as always Cheers Pleasure mm. Great You know he just He, he gets what mm. needs to be said out yep. Cheers No no more Move on Let's get the stuff done No need
4: to waste words No we, no. no, need to waste words
3: uh, Alan Edgar of course
1: I'm glad to be 15 again I'm really getting in the spirit Of this timeline so Love it podcast. Were you 15? E- 14 Coming into 15 That's depressing yeah.
3: Paul mm. Paul Carlin Hi Paul Carlin how Hi. are you? Great Looking terrific. He's nice. wearing a blue and black checkered shirt. He's like something out of the 80s in a cool way. Great. Like the first wave of hip guys. Cool.
2: Like as a Shawlins uniform, though, as you know,
3: of course, I, I literally was wearing that exact shirt yesterday without, <laughs> with, with no joke. Uh, so we had a great response from uh, people who listened last week. Thank you to everyone who took the time. So we're going to focus on two thousand and three, two thousand and four season. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this season. A lot of stuff you forget about, uh, but just where we were, what the overview was, how everything started. Uh, Dermot, where were you in 2003-2004?
4: Possibly the low point of my life, to be honest, uh, working for Sky at Ibrox in the call centre. Absolute misery, uh, and I'd only realised when I was trying to remember the league games that I missed most of them because I was working, so this will be interesting. This will
1: be great, you bring a lot of insight. Alan, you were 14 or 15 I was fourteen at the start of the season. I was studying at St Andrews, um, Roman Catholic secondary school. Does anyone obviously. call? Does anyone call it St Andrews? Never, okay. literally never. No, no. I was in school. Um, I actually think I stayed because I've always stayed in Glasgow. But for around two years, I stayed in Argyll. Um, so I think this would cross over with that kind of time. It was quite a commute to Parkhead at that time.
3: Why were you saying in Argyll If you don't and personal, keep personal. It's
1: just you know, keep out of my business. Absolutely, you know, hostel. <laughs> moving hostel to hostel. <laughs> it, was, it was tough times. Uh, no, it was, it was a lovely, lovely house. But
3: you were at, you were at school, and you're were, you're were hanging out. You're having a good time. You're finding yourself. you were finding out who you were.
1: That's when I started meeting the ladies. Ladies, of course, and uh, became the ladies' man that I, in, in fact, have now become. Yes, really, but I you know, still time. There's yeah. Yeah. Paul,
3: yeah. bringing it in you a ladies' man, Paul. <laughs>
2: no, so so many ladies, so little time. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Yeah. What were you doing in two thousand? I was twenty four or twenty five, living in the West End. <laughs> The worst end, Oh, like.
3: Firstly, I've never heard anyone call it the worst end, that is <laughs> the best thing ever. Can I use that? Yeah. I will credit you, yeah. nah, I won't actually credit you, uh,
2: Yeah, anyway. I was working full time, I had a, an okay job, and uh, yeah, I was just kind of coasting along, I was in a flat in Wilton Street, where everyone's lived in mm-hmm. Wilton Street, and um Dermot, Green, Yeah, I know Wilton Street quite just well. Just one of those streets uh, yeah. that everybody knows somebody that's lived there, uh, with uh, my pals Neil and Peter, so yeah, it was a... Bit of a good time in my life
3: you hang out with neil and pete still I still see, good guys regularly yeah celtic fans fans of this podcast T- neil and pete pleasure yeah. thank you for your patronage peter By the way, peter so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so no yeah. longer Except a patron <laughs> <laughs> peter has turned off after i bastardize his name uh, <laughs> but no that that's cool um i myself were i was 22 i was studying journalism and uh i live in the high life student life etc uh debauchery well not really let's let's kid on ladies i had a girlfriend long-time girlfriend at that point lady <laughs> yeah she was lovely celtic fan etc etc uh well let's end that. not not a fan of the podcast as no, it goes I, I i wouldn't imagine <laughs> I so <doubt> it. um <laughs> if she does listen to the podcast uh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> and that also i have some videos missing <laughs> yeah. also uh, i'm sorry to every woman i've ever Apologies, um, but so we found out where we were, uh, but I just want to look at, uh, so last week we talked about when we were focusing on the 2001-2002 season, we obviously had a look back to the season before when Martin O'Neill came in and did the treble and how that felt uh, coming from where Celtic were at that point. This is the season after Seville, Paul, and um, we're going to fo- we're going to do our own episode on, on Seville, obviously, but how were you feeling going into this season, after what had happened the season before?
2: Well, it could only get better, really, in terms of domestic.
3: <laughs> Good point. Um, Tell us what had happened domestically, like, the season before last. We won nothing. Won hee-haw!
2: And the terrible last day, uh, where Dunfermline lay down.
3: Of course they did.
2: I don't care what the consequences are of me saying that. Uh, well, Chris Sutton, I'm just quoting Chris Sutton. So <laughs> we played, I think, Kilmarnock and we beat them. 5-4-1. 4-1. Four, one. Four, one,
3: four, four, one. One. Alan Thompson missed a penalty.
2: And we just played Dunfermline and absolutely horse them five now or something. I think like it was that. like seven. seven. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah. Okay. seven. Okay. Yeah. So we lost the league by one goal. Um,
3: Which doesn't seem like a thing. You shouldn't lose the league by a goal, it should be like a. We should win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should just. Well, enter- we didn't. <laughs> I know, but yeah. So domestically, we kind of wiped out. But going into this season, how are you feeling? You know, did you have a little bit of optimism considering we got to that UEFA Cup final before?
2: Well, yeah. That that was the sort of bragging rights. You know, we had some bragging rights left, um, and yeah, there's always a sense of optimism at the start of every season. I think even even <clears> you know when. After losing a treble to Rangers, you could still look at the team that was Celtic had at the time and think, right, well, there are enough incredibly good players in that to to do it, do it right this season. And you yeah. could just see in Europe just took it out of them last year as well, you know. Yeah,
3: uh, that's true. Alan, how did you feel? You know, obviously, uh, Seville was from a generational point of view, it was heartbreaking for for all of us. How did you feel coming into the season again? Like at, at Paul, was there a level of optimism?
1: Well, S- Seville was. As you say a, a generation thing It was a thing Seville so if, if you say that To anybody in Glasgow You'll get two reactions You'll either get One person that will Smile and Look back fondly And then you'll get Someone else that will Just stare back at you And you, you know immediately What you're dealing with I remember coming into the season Almost Thinking Who knows What to expect I had never And I don't think Anybody in here Certainly would never Have seen Celtic In a European final I, I remember going into The pre-season Thinking who do you sign when you've been to a European final we are now one of the top teams how does this work (laughs) um now the answer to this question I think we all know but I remember coming into it thinking you know I, I know we lost the league but you can always win the league again so I always thought and I still think to this day coming off the back of that season you would take it again see if you couldn't win a thing domestically I would still take Seville always every single day um even though it meant Rangers, I think they, they got a double the year before. Yeah. Um, no, they did, the treble. They oh, did the, treble. the treble. I think, yeah. Ah, that's nice. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm pleased. Um, yeah, because remember that lot, them Hartson's offside goal in the League Cup final that wasn't offside? I remember the League
1: Cup final, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, aye, I Aye, either way. I just remember coming into this season thinking, oh, you know, I, I would take it for everything that happened before. Um, Seville was, was really special. Um, Dermot your, your kind of thoughts as well I,
4: I mean I don't really think we lost the league that year uh, I'm blatant <laughs> okay, and cheating and I, I felt really confident going into the next season thought Seville was absolutely amazing uh, a real kind of high point of like, my life probably much yeah, you know? no, <laughs> not 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 than anything else
1: I, uh, I, I would back that up Just too. To, yeah. sorry, S- Seville for me in terms of is a high point as a Celtic fan and, and that includes some great days we've had but Seville was just you okay. say the word Seville and Celtic fans just erupt with enjoy joy it's, it's incredible
4: because at the start of that season there was no way I, I think anyone expected us to get to a European Cup final yeah um, I mean
1: I, I, and I'm not, we're not going um, to
3: labour two point on Seville because we're going to do a specific episode about that but I remember in the Seville run um when we got Celta Vigo and I thought I, I think Celta Vigo was like the fourth round and I thought oh well that's yeah. nice we got we got to Celta Vigo that's the level we're at. Me coming into the season was like, we're going to win the Champions League, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume we go straight to the final? Is this, <laughs> no. is this how it works? Um, it, no, it turns out that's not yeah, how it you
1: works, can almost, I mean, I don't mean to spoil it, but you can almost swap the feelings between the years. Um, because that feeling about Celta Vigo you can swap that with another uh, mid-level Spanish team that <laughs> no, comes <laughs> later.
3: <laughs> to call them mid-level is, you know correct <laughs> so there you go uh, we went through the season with uh, setting a new record of 25 25 25 matches won in a row um which phenomenal um i 25 matches in a row Paul talk me
2: through Yeah, that. I watched all the goals from it. They're all on YouTube um, in a nice handy five-minute film. <laughs> Anything um, in a five-minute film is terrific. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, is that, that's that. never happened since, right? We've never even come close to it. I mean, no. Unbeaten Run, obviously, was pretty excellent last year. Um, but uh, that's quite a remarkable statistic.
3: I think we went, was it 11? In Brendan's first season, we went 10 or 11, I think, because we drew with Inverness. I think that was the eleventh game of the season. We had 11, 11 wins, yeah. um, which again is still only half of of that. You know, it, it, potentially we could, you know, Celtic are on such a high and moving forward that who knows? We under Brendan Rodgers we could do twenty five matches in a row, but that record is a record. I think stat will stand. It will take something extraordinary to beat it.
1: I know we're going to go month on month, but I think just in isolation, I think we should remember how incredible that was that 25 game run i think we drew the first game of the season and then yes we did yeah and then after that we started that 25 game run so see that 25 game run that came during the champions league campaign yeah so after every single european game after every group stage game against um leon and and bayern we came back and won now there was rangers games off the back of those games as well that's that's, yeah. a, that's incredible. If we, if, if, can you imagine if we had done that now? That the reaction to come back if we won twenty five games in a row. We, well, that would be the league, probably. Can at I ask at you this qu- point in
3: time? Can, can I can ask you a question, Dermot? Um, do you think we almost underappreciate Martin O'Neill and what he did with those in those times? because maybe football's changed a little bit and maybe yeah. we'll look back on it. Some, some people maybe, maybe look back in a sort of snarky way and talk about, oh, he only played one type of football in terms of, you know, a physical backline, etc. And, oh, if you didn't have Larson, which is the most ridiculous,
4: because yeah. he did. So, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think folk just got used to it and they didn't realise quite how good that team was and the standard of the players that O'Neill had. Um, I suppose towards the end of O'Neill's time, it was kind of winding down a bit um, it, none, no
3: Celtic manager ends well, Ronnie yeah. Dyler didn't end well L- Lennon certainly didn't end well Martin O'Neill didn't end well, Strachan, it's just yeah. no one leaves us with a sort of you can go on from here with a I new mean, guy no guy one seems to
4: have built for the future by the time they which
3: leave. is maybe I what Brendan's doing
4: I, th- I think maybe it is I, I wouldn't say as I think most managers are out <laughs> for themselves yes. <laughs> I think they are quite kind of focused yeah. on you know, their own results uh, rather than actually try to lay down a kind of, almost like a plan for the future, but uh, I think to slag off with Neil and that team in any way it seems a bit silly now having yeah. watched what came after it, you know
3: um, This was also Paul, I'm going to come to you, we're all going to get quite emotional um, at this point This was Larson's last season um, you know we we saw him in his prime, we saw him live in his prime Um there's a lot of people maybe who listen to this podcast, younger guys who maybe didn't get to see Larson in his prime. Um, describe how good he was,
2: the best. But I think the best player Celtic ever had, um, and I'm including like Jinky and Paul McStay in that. I think he was just the the best player Celtic ever had. Like he's worked great. You'll you'll think about the sort of attributes he brought. You know, obviously he scored goals. Almost from the start, I know his first season wasn't amazing, but he really hit his groove early, and then he was just the—he was the like the beating heart of the team for for so long. And yeah, I don't think you can underestimate it. But he was no Chris Boyd, <laughs> right? He was no Chris Boyd. <laughs> so
3: statistically, you know what I mean. So right. you
2: want to talk about the best, Chris Boyd? Did Larson
3: <laughs> score twenty goals last season? No, he didn't. He so. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
1: Alan, thoughts? Um if if we're gonna go full blown Henrik here, um do do we have that scope? Yeah, you have the scope. Um the the one thing I really enjoyed about watching, obviously doing a little bit of research and thinking about tonight and thinking back to the memories, I've really, really enjoyed watching how Henrik's role changed as a Celtic player over the years because as you said great goal scorer his goal record's incredible is it two, three, two and 3-something games yeah. incredible but this season particularly the role that he plays and a role that a couple of other guys do as well we'll probably touch on it later in the podcast Yeah, they just they know instinctively what to do Henrik the amount of times he comes wide left comes wide right yeah. I just find it incredible Henrik played I think almost 60 games for Celtic this season and then went on to Euro 2004 and had a great year. And then went to Barcelona. <laughs> this, this, this guy's career arc is incredible. What age was um, he at this point? Because I can't... Was he like 31 or 32 maybe? I, I don't think he would have been quite 31. I think he would have been... When he left Celtic, <laughs> I thought he was...
3: Pretty, I thought he was in his 30s. He was in his 30s. Yeah. I'll
1: i I'll get that up. But keep yeah. And w- what I really enjoyed about Henrik this year was, especially the European games as well, he knew that he had guys that could score goals and could finish so he then drifted it a wee bit wider and took guys with him and then isolated players I've, I, I've never seen Henrik Lillard play one on one and then he would do that put the ball into the box yeah, and we'll assist that season Miller, as well, Chris yeah. Sutton yeah. all these guys benefited from it and we'll see that in the goals tally through the end of the season mm. Henrik still bagged you know whatever it was that season 40 odd goals he was
3: 32 when he left 32. 32. Wow. Uh, born in 1971.
1: I know I do a wow every podcast. Yeah. But Listen, this is a real wow. wow. I don't I mean to mean come across all Gordon Ramsay, but... Uh, you know.
3: Dermot, uh, Larson's... Fa- you, just talk us through a couple of your favourite goals. Have you got any at the top, off of the top of your head?
4: eh uh, now, the only real Larson goal that I've always loved is the one against Rangers mm. in the old first kind of Rangers game. 6 2 game. Uh, aye, the, wee, yeah. the wee chip. I mean, there were so many games. I love the goal against Boavista to send us through the way kind of digs it out and dinks it in. It like, would just yeah. seem so clever. Uh, no, oh.
1: no one else is scoring in that game. No. yeah, that that got a goal coming at yeah. any point in that game until Henrik does that bit of magic. We're going out yeah, because absolutely. we're getting away goals. Yeah.
4: Um, well, he could have finished a penalty if he. I to save himself the trouble, you know. Uh, he was shy at penalties after a while, wasn't he? I you're right about the work rate, though. I mean, he really he put in a shift. He yeah. all over that sort of front line, drop back. He was, he was just outstanding. Uh,
3: see, see, I, I remember, obviously, the, the story I always like about Henrik Larson is when uh, it was a gag sent off against Dundee, and uh, Larson went to right-back, and he played something like 65 minutes at right-back, and it's like probably the best right-back in Scotland <laughs> <laughs> that day. Can he play now? I know, well, that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know if anybody went to the Scott Brown testimonial, but I, I I reckon we'll still be wheeling Henrik out in these testimonials <laughs> at 60, 70. Yeah, I'm sure and, he... I, and I'll still be buying tickets.
3: Yeah. Uh, I t- the idea um, to, see Lars- to, to see a Celtic team without Larson, which, again, we'll cover when we cover the next... Horrific season after this when we had. Uh, we've never replaced Larson, and I don't think we ever. Will. Dembele comes close. People say he's the best since Larson. Completely different type of player. Um, still very young, still very raw. Uh, has all the attributes to be the top player, uh, one of the top players in the world. Larson was one of the top players in the world when he was with us, and that's the difference. I don't think we'll ever see a player at the absolute top of. European, even world football, the way we did with Larson. Uh, the goals against Inseville in the final. Mm. The neck muscles, Paul? Mm. Oh, bulging. Bulging. The, bulging
2: the leap. Like a what about
1: the neck muscles?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, this guy. Oh, man. I thought I was in charge <laughs> of zingers. Clearly not. You've got um, one coming up. I'm ready. Oh, We're all oh, ready oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. oh, wait for it. <laughs> uh, what I'd also add is... Um, I think you'd be hard-pushed to find a Rangers fan who wouldn't have at least one good thing to say about Larson because he was just... Guy played with a smile on his face as well. Just the, the perfect footballer,
1: really. Craig Moore. Uh, <laughs> there, there,
2: there's a guy that would say
1: something nasty about him.
3: Uh, one game at Parkhead, uh, when he was, I can't remember which, which season it was. It's just so iconic to me. Um, Moore, halves Touchline. Touchline. Does, does Moore does Larson. Larson gets up... Big smile on his face, looks at the referee and just like shrugs his shoulders, like Craig Moore, I can't, d- you're not going <laughs> to do anything. You're just not going to do anything. That's fair enough. Um, God, I, I despised Craig Moore, but I kind of got him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he just. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so let's look at uh, how Celtic were set out at that point. In fact, I'm going to go to social media, Paul. Mm-hmm. i gonna go to social media i know you're a social media guy what's yeah. your handle on social media early uh
2: at the paul carlin
3: at the paul carlin would you G
2: at the end of that carlin as in george talk no me. no one's through. gonna know who george carlin is young people anyway sorry uh
3: jutland songs i my band at jutland songs see getting uh, all the promos in of course uh terrific you. band live get involved check them out uh but we have a couple of tweets Um, regarding uh, this very specific where is it? oh no I should have done the thing where I anyway uh, do you want to tell the story about the, the going to Larson's testimonial and being allowed to uh over the
1: gate because your dad didn't get your ticket. <laughs> yeah. Um that's not quite my story. I will tell my own <laughs> story of that though. I always remember it. it's a quite a learning curve uh, and I'm gonna get deep here. I don't know if you can put some background music in. I will when you, edit I, this, Chris. Absolutely. Um I remember going to um Henrik's obviously testimonial game against um Sevilla. Um, I actually read the article from BBC today in which in the first sentence they talk about how Henrik pocketed one million pounds, which I felt was a bit impersonal. However, we went to the game, obviously it was what it was, it was a big emotion fest. Um and then I get the bus back, the number forty, takes you drops you back right across a balancing before you go up to Easter House. And I was still crying in a bus home and my dad kinda of said to me, like, game finished a couple of hours ago, like Henrik's leaving, we're all upset. Can you let it go. Ten minutes along the lies. road, you know, still crying, still crying. My dad, still <laughs> insisting, look, you, you, you've really got to let it go. <laughs> um, and then I finally stopped crying. That was me. I was quite content. And then I gets back into my street, and there's a a wee guy used to stay a couple of roads down for me, Mark. look great guy, big Celtic fan as well. And he came out with Celtic top on, number seven, Henrik in the back. And uh, The tears he, set him off. He, he he kicked a ball against the white gates we used to call us where We used to play football, and he just shouted, oh, "I can't believe Henry is leaving." And that was me again. Aww, for a couple of hours. and my dad just literally like a dog caller, right in the house. You know. <laughs> um, my dad's a he's a tough loving kind of guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think he was really choking back the tears as he's telling me to you know settle down. In reality, I think he was just a. Uh, I think he was going as well but I just remember it was a big blubber fest because you've got to remember we had the Dundee the United game which was I mean I was only 13 at the time but the emotional toll it took was ludicrous Yeah, um, and then obviously the Scottish Cup final hmm. and then you've got to deal with this and then you've got the Euros, which he's going to fucking shine at as well. It was too much. <laughs> I, could, I could never take it again. Ooh, the never take it again. of like he's about to start crying right <laughs> he now. He really does. Go for I'm it, done. by the
2: way. It's a safe space.
3: The <laughs> Mick Hucknall, the podcast, holding back the tears. <laughs> <laughs> that bad? It's pretty
2: bad. <laughs> Where's Chris
1: Biden? He did go and Queen play for Man United, <laughs> that's for sure.
3: <laughs> that's true. Where is Chris Biden? eh uh, Daniel McGowan uh, shout out to the steward lady who let my dad sneak me in the turnstiles for Larson's testimonial because we only managed to get one ticket on your cell uh, he then goes on to say honestly I hope she's had a super life in the past 14 oh, that's a bit weird who cares I think that's <laughs> nice I think that's, that's a nice, nice story nah, you just, in, uh, yeah. he, he made it too like like he actually cares about you know reward, rewarding the kindest
1: act Fuck. had she done her job and not let him in mm-hmm. he would not be wishing yeah. thanks and so. can
3: I make a point health and safety
1: we do yeah. need more bureaucracy, you're right?
3: Agreed. Uh, Chris Henderson, a 22-year-old man, standing in a Rangers pub I worked in, crying uh, at Larson's
1: last game at Parkhead. I, Tough shit. I read this earlier, and I really what what Rangers pub? Can we tweet him back and just ask him what Rangers pub he worked in?
3: Okay, uh, I'll do it live. I
2: would what like and then we may get live
1: response. But pub. I mean, in reality, could you really work in a Rangers pub? Uh, hey,
2: sometimes you just gotta pay the bills yeah. you know you
3: gotta do what you gotta
2: actually, do actually you're yeah, a bigger yeah. man if you can go in there as a Celtic supporter and work in a ranger's pub you
1: shop. sound like one of those uh, strippers on those channel 4 documentaries well, there was, do, was no better
4: mean? time to work in a ranger's pub yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's look at it you know what I mean Seville and then a year after
3: Cliff or Johnny on Instagram because we're on Instagram ladies and gentlemen at 90 Minutes and at the King's last game, he calls Larson the King, which I do like. Well, oh, the King of Na- Kings. The king yeah, of Kings. Naturally. Uh, the pasty, chubby, shirtless guy, if you can't remember, tried to envision the complete opposite specimen of a man like Michael Lustig that ran onto the park and gave Larson the flag, was sat right in front of me. He was the real hero in the eyes of a 13-year-old <laughs> laddie that was day. Say, was that
4: Hudson? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific.
3: Uh, yeah, so... Again, Larson, it's the type of thing where we could literally do a whole podcast on Larson um, because... And almost certainly will at some stage. Yeah, and we almost certainly will. And just one final point about Larson, I was kind of thinking this today. You know, when you have a great, when you have a really great player and you surround them with quality, not only will he improve, but he'll bring the team up to his level which I think Larson did with a lot of those players Um, you know he went from with all due respect he went from having Simon Donnelly as his strike partner to having Chris Sutton Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know Simon Donnelly had his place and Simon Donnelly was a good player but obviously completely different in terms of experience in terms of physicality and yeah I think Larson
4: It's interesting though mentioning Donnelly if Donnelly stayed playing with Larson he would have well, we watched. Actually, turned into an outstanding player. We,
3: we watched on target. Was it the yeah. ninety when we won the yeah. ninety eight? Ni- yeah. uh, no, no. Yeah. No. Was it, uh,
1: it 98 97 no, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was. I think it was ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, uh, b- because Andy Tom go Ibrox, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, on target one. Yeah, I remember that.
3: Um, Simon Dunley was a really, really good player at that point and that time. He scored something yeah. like seventeen goals that season, and some of his finishes in that thing. It's on. It's on YouTube. Superb. Now, obviously, he went to Sheffield Wednesday, him and uh, Phil O'Donnell and uh, your boy from uh, Philip Scott from, from St Johnson. The three of them went down, and uh, none of them really kind of cut the mustard in terms of the head injuries, etc. But you know, you do wonder with some of these players because a young guy like Liam Miller burst mm-hmm. through this season, didn't yeah. he, Paul?
2: very exciting, um, especially in those European matches. Um, I've got some notes here It says one of them just says it was a Liam Miller show might have been uh, the first Leon game yeah that was an exciting exciting moment because again he came from nowhere was box to box scored loads of goals exciting you know just worked hard and then he they said he did didn't he want to stay
3: yeah um he's um, another guy that we gave a we gave a contract to when they were injured uh he broke his leg when he was playing in denmark yeah. um on loan and uh comes back we give him his opportunity you know and it doesn't help that half the squad were telling him to sign for manchester united um we'll get we'll get to the kind of circumstances of which you know he was stingied. but what i always found about Leon Miller is he almost looked like the finished article from the get go
2: yeah how old was he he was like early 20s when I think he was 20, playing for like 21 or something like that. 21, 22 yeah, yeah. Uh, but he just looked the finished article well the thing is what you're saying he's playing with absolutely class players like Lennon and Sutton and Stan Varga <laughs> who no, but uh, yeah, I just... I remember the excitement of seeing him kind of bursting from box to box. Um, again, he linked up with, with Henrik Larson really well. It was yeah, he a couple he of did, really yeah. good
3: goals. Um, that's, that's, that's a really good point because that came across really well in the... I watched the sort of season review and you were making the point earlier about Larson drifting forward, dragging people, Miller running into that space. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just... It was a tremendous sort of... Because not a lot of... Martin
2: didn't really bring through that many youngsters actually did am I just going to contradict myself
4: well, Maloney Maloney came through
1: M- Maloney Kennedy um, Aidan McGeady uh, yeah. did get some appearances yeah, he, he Jamie Steve
4: Smith, Steve. Smith yeah, Stephen Craney, Craney. you um, get 1.3 million for Craney <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I couldn't believe <laughs> it <I know>. <laughs> what <laughs> it's a steal <laughs> no.
1: I, I, I think um, Jamie uh, Smith uh, played uh, in a European Cup semi-final UEFA uh, <laughs> Cup yeah, semi-final absolutely um, he had quite a number of appearances that year as well I, I think more the, the thing was really Miller as you say he had he had the gift he was a gifted football player he was genuinely very good the way he received the ball the way he moved the ball he looked like a professional football player from the get go exactly and I think it's fine saying a manager can bring players through can't you can only bring through guys if they're there and see if they're not there you really can't do anything um, O'Neill had guys you trusted and I know people think he stuck to the guys too much but see if you know guys coming through you can't do much and I think to be honest history will always look back and say well beyond O'Neill's time there was not a spate of players that were waiting to come through that should have he did not hold hold guys back if there was players there he used them if there wasn't he didn't yeah Um, Yeah, Dermot
3: talk me through who came through this season I'll give you some names uh, as in we brought in uh, so we brought in uh, (laughs) this should be be quite a short section (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you all because I I forgot this was the season that he came in uh, for that brief spell. We brought in Michael Gray Aye.
1: from Sunderland, yep. uh, and you you, I mean I expected better from Gray. To be honest, I if we're looking at up. this as a prospective podcast, as in we're looking ahead, we're yeah. not doing spoiler alerts. No, no, that's fine. Um, I don't know why. There's just something in my water, something in my blood telling me, can we not play him in Leon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to ruin anything. But if I've got the choice and if I'm in Martin Hill's head, can we just not pick him in Leon? Play him any other game. Please just don't play him in that game. I think you might be disappointed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we brought in Michael Gray and we brought in Stephen Pearson. Uh, what what did you kind of make of those two signings Pearson highlighted at that aye, point I
4: mean Pearson was really good uh, the thing that always struck us about Pearson was he just didn't seem to get Games. after last season he just wasn't played much at all and I always kind of wondered what he'd actually done because he, he he never embarrassed himself he always mm. played really well jacket
3: what speak January January, Pearson January it? oh right okay was it January yeah. yeah okay yeah I just meant this season so aye yeah Enough of your big mouth, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so w- w- with Michael Gray and Stephen Pearson coming in, that this is kind of one of the big things. This is to me where the whole idea of us having a disappointing transfer window. This is the fir- the the main yeah. main reason uh, the main season where I was like shit because uh, we'd went to Seville, uh, we'd got to the UEFA Cup final, we'd made money from that. We had a really good team. I think we all would have the opinion that. We are one or two tweaks away from a last 16 Champions League team, um, and it never came, did it? I
4: think we were a last 16 Champions League team. I think we got really unlucky later on uh, in that sort of last Leon game. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I thought Gray would be better than he was. He was dreadful. You know, I I was surprised just how poor he was. Uh, And again, you know, I mean, Pearson, again, he was a wee boy, wasn't he? You know, uh, I thought he'd done really well, but.
3: Played well in the he played in the Barcelona he game. and um, played he, he played a number of games when he came in. And as you you're you're absolutely right. This season he made a decent impact. And then you know, it was all the old rumours come out that, you know, he's I mean, X, Y, and I mean, Z with X, Y, and Z and you know, it's none of it was true, clearly. It was all just nonsense. I, w- um, I wonder
4: why he just didn't get his chance. He struck me as someone that really actually yeah, we kind of ruined them a wee bit. Uh, I'm
3: going to give you some names, Paul Carlin. I want uh, one-word reactions. Uh, these are the exits. I'm going. To, I'm going to bring in Alan because you, you know, you're sitting, yeah. sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> a good reason to bring him in. Yeah, he's observations. He's turned up. The he's riff, pa- yeah. he's part of the panel, of course. Uh, two and two. So I'm going. To, I want think. You know, have your brains buzzing. Uh, is, is this a quiz? No, I'm just. I want one-word reactions in terms of their Celtic career. This was them leaving Celtic. David Fernandez. <coughs> Is that the reaction? Op-
1: <coughs> optimistic. Optimistic. Still think he can make it.
3: Yeah, I still. Listen, I've got Fernandez twelve top in the in that room, by the way.
1: Guys, genuinely. No.
3: Do he you was, think he was given an opportunity? Should never have signed him in the first place. That's pretty true. To be fair, <laughs> but. Do you think he can still make it? Yes. Uh, Is he better than the dear Chief G? Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two of my favourite players of all time. (laughs) Coming (laughs) head-to-head. Clashing. Uh, Bobby Petter?
1: One appearance in this whole season. Yeah, I noticed
2: that. Now, I remember... I mean, my memory is crap right so this has been a struggle but I remember Petter being I remember really liking Bobby Petter um and it being
3: qu- quite dynamic but he didn't play right did he play much in the season before he, he played should... he played against yeah, Not right. Sorry, um, Valencia in the season before yeah. um he played I actually thought he'd left I didn't think he played last season so this would have been his what third season under the nail okay he only plays one game and then he goes out on loan to Fulham uh but it's no surprise, and I'm doing a pointy thing here, it's no surprise that pre-season friendly, he played phenomenally well against, and I'm doing a circle thing, and then I'm hitting the target, Fulham. So, he's obviously mm. played really well against Fulham, Fulham thought, you know, we'll, we'll take him on loan, and then his career never really
1: t- Martin, yeah, Ma- Martin rescued him um, and used him for the ends that he needed, but at, he clearly realised that he was not a player that he
4: I mean Pet first season. If you remember, I mean Peta was useless. I mean, oh, I, I not believe as, it he rescued he him. Absolutely, a under a new you're like, what happened?
1: Where's this guy come from? Uh, of course, I he was I'm dragging he, the ball back against Fernando Rixon, thinking <laughs> we've got a, player, a winger here that we thought could never ever pull the shirt yeah. on again, and he's mocking a Rangers fullback who just in the door. Yeah, you know, an expensive fullback from Europe that you think is a player, and he's. He's mocking him. I see exactly what he was doing.
3: But look, see when you are uh, Reggie Blinker's understudy, uh,
2: you know that you're <laughs> going to learn things. You know what, Reggie Blinker is still in Archaos in Queen Street. <laughs> <laughs> still half-cut. He's still there. Uh, Bobby better lives in Glasgow. He's yeah. a person ah, Yeah, I I he just seems like a, a good a good guy.
0: Yeah, he, he does. He
2: played in one of those charity games a year or two ago. It was on the telly and he was still like, he didn't really score as well. He scored a couple of goals. I'm gonna to have to look this up because it's it could be it could be like 15 yeah. years ago, and I'm just thinking. I, it's, I it's don't
4: like, know if he's a good guy. That just smacks of going back to a place where you had the adulation. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, it's just like working my ego be massaged. Oh, I was good in Glasgow, right? <laughs> we're moving, <laughs> we're moving, love. You know, just you know. that's
1: why I'm thinking of moving over to this street in the south side. <laughs> adulation, my man. Adulation.
3: Uh, actually, I'm going to go with Paul first because he may put a, ta- a, a, a stat he's doing the football thing. You put that out. Steve Guppy. Yep. One
2: sub-appearance. And I think it was the game against, was it the Hibs game? Or oh, maybe not. It was a cup game.
3: Where we lost. Where
2: we lost. I think yeah. it was Hibs, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
3: It's too it idea. Idea? Yeah.
2: Vargas scored there. Again, Steve Guppy. Likeable guy. Likeable player. Decent. Probably better than, I don't know, better than he maybe got credit for. But, with this team, you look at you look at the players that played every week, and there's absolutely no chance he's getting anywhere no. near the squad. No,
3: I think it's funny though because again, uh, my mate, as we all have, your memory kind of serves you differently from the reality. I thought he I thought he was here longer. I thought he was here up until like maybe 2005, but literally only one season. But I, again, he was brought in for minimum fee, and he leaves on a on a free. Uh, Stephen Craney,
1: Captain Edgar. I feel as if we're touching on it just organically. Um, but at this time, everybody will probably remember the same thing. The one thing we always had a problem with was always down this left hand side. Yeah. We mm-hmm. always had this left hand side problem. It's almost like, you know, it, we don't really have that issue in the current Celtic team because we think we're quite comfortable. I guys don't like the centre halves and we would like to be better right back, but we don't have this fundamental issue. Right right back? At left back at this time, there was always a problem. We tried to put Valhar in in there. That was Um, a disaster. We had Stephen Craney, who, you know, D through you. Franks was a good player to a point, but, you know, we're talking about a Champions League team here. Um, we never had that and so we, we brought Michael we, Gray to replace him. We brought Michael Grey and <laughs> I hey, mean, Ulrich, I I, I'm optimistic. I don't know how the Michael Gray thing is going to turn out, but we'll see what happens. Um I don't think this problem ever gets solved until unpopular, uh Lee um, Right. Um that problem does not get solved until this point. Did you see uh
3: who did you mention there?
2: I can't really, can't remember. Um Ulrich L- Larson he played left back loads and then did. he hardly played this season Yeah, he, yeah. He got Il- Il- Larsen,
4: didn't he and he, he had a bit of a rant about Neil. yeah I don't yeah. think he'd been trying Il- very well Ulrich Larson
1: had one appearance Ulrich wow. Il- Il- Larson was one of the guys who I think he came in he actually came in quite early he came in 2002 mm-hmm. I believe um Ulrich Lawson was always better when he wasn't in the team. He's the own Hargreaves ever. <laughs> uh, it he was always better when he wasn't in the team. Ulrich Lawson, nice guy, played with Hibs. I think
4: yeah, yeah, he came yeah
1: from Jeff, Hibs, he really good, really, really really nice guy. And then he came into us. Fine, one of those guys. Nice about <laughs> the training ground. You do fine. not want him <laughs> anywhere near the first he played, team.
3: He played in the final Seville. He played. He yeah. yeah. I just remember him ga- da- desperately trying to stop the ball going in and. The- yeah. Uh, I've got by the way, we've got a reply from Chris Henderson, or Hendo as I call him. Yeah. I call him Hendo. Uh the station bar in Yoker. Ostensibly oh, neutral, oh. but the only non Celtic pub locally so full of Rangers fans by default. Yeah.
1: Cheers, Chris. Yeah, good, good fam. Thanks for that, Chris. Good work. Uh so ever in the area, I will <laughs> pop in for a, a libation. I'll tell them that I'm with the ninety minute cynic boys and I'll expect a, a free drink. Uh what does libation mean? It's a drink
2: drink. Cool. Do you know that there's a pub in Paisley Road West that's got a big sign outside at the moment that says Welcome Stevie Gerrard and Gary McAllister. There's a free pint for you and any of the players anytime you want. It's worth nice. to that effect. That's, that's really, nice. really so nice. I think anybody could just go in and go uh, Rangers fans and play are nice. Rangers. <laughs> Rangers
1: fans are nice people. That's, they really the, are. that's the lesson here. They are the people as well, so good to well, them. That too, yeah. It's good to be
3: dominated by people who are so Involved in I can't see this going issues. wrong at no. any point. Uh, okay, so uh, that's the transfers again. As we mentioned, uh, Paul, did you feel almost let down by the fact that we didn't kind of uh, build on Seville?
2: It seems insane that you would start a new season and not sign any players. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it is incomprehensible. What I mean, I can This is the stuff I can never remember. What like were Celtic's finances like in those days? Where was it? Were we penny pinching or uh, what? The,
1: the, the UEFA Cup was not. Uh, it wasn't there, a money there was not money to be made and don't get me wrong it was obviously there was a lot of ticket money and things but it wasn't like making like last year obviously making the group stage of Champions League you didn't get anything like that for making the Europa League I mean
3: we'd spent uh, sorry to jump in but this, two seasons before we'd spent £6 million on Neil Lennon £6 million on Chris Sutton we'd spent I, I, Essentially, what six, twelve, eighteen million pounds on three players in two seasons, mm-hmm. which looking back on it is actually pretty incredible. It's a lot. Uh,
1: Ma- yeah. Martin's budget almost felt as if it was, you know, he said, "I can do this with X this, amount of money," yeah. and he really did go for it um, the thing is as well I mean I know I don't know if we're doing this in live setting or that but the next year we do spend a lot of money and we get absolutely nothing back for it
3: listen um, you, if you're trying to tell me that Onky, Henri Kamara isn't a terrific <laughs> substitute Henri Kamara,
1: that's not that's a while back away is it not
3: no no what's the striker Kamara? Bellamy it's Bellamy comes in Bellamy next came year. In. but did we, did did we, we not sign Kamara?
4: Yeah, from, from Wolves. Wigan.
1: was it Wolves aye, aye from Wolves is that the, is, That's not two thousand and four,
3: is it? That's the yeah. season yeah. after. That's, that's a season, a season answer, after, isn't it? Oh. Uh, listen, hey, we'll d- we'll watch this out for that. This is all so far away that I've yeah. got no I mean, sense of <laughs> <making> <laughs> where we know, are. Who knows <laughs> who?
1: I feel like we're on Sky Sports yeah. News here discussing who we might sign, but I get the impression <laughs> that Janino might come in. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> well,
3: listen, hey, uh, if he does come in, I can guarantee he will be a massive part of the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from a transfer point of view, yeah, I mean, I think.
2: But then you're looking at this
3: team and you're going really.
2: You could make a few upgrades, but... The <laughs> team was pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, from, from
3: That's front an to back,
2: point. you know, like, who, who are you going to kick out the, the first
3: 11? I think the whole idea is, if you're going to bring someone in, they need to be an improvement on what you've got. And I don't know if we could actually improve... Or afford an upgrade.
2: I, I think we know. just
4: didn't have any money. Like, O'Neill did this thing where he ended up in order to hold on to folk. He was given kind of bit, quite big contracts. So... Even just holding on to that team, I think maybe used, his budget used up the money.
3: His budget was uh, wages as much yeah. as like he was maybe given a pot of money, and all obviously Larson was on fifty grand a week. Uh, obviously, his his contract was still was running out at this point, but he'd been on fifty grand a week for three years. Uh, Sutton would have been on a decent amount of money so yeah I mean if you actually the actual run outlay of the running of the club probably was ridiculously high obviously what happened to Rangers is something that you know we didn't want that to
1: happen yeah. to us so we didn't, a, we, we, didn't, we, didn't a, we didn't know this at that time are we going to go into to talk about this? we never talk about that it's nah, the it unspoken
3: it's not unspoken. It's
1: uh, really unspoken
3: talking of um, Rangers uh, Rangers obviously at this point were the champions they had uh, won the, the cup and the, the league and rangers had uh this is where rangers are starting to kind of downsize uh in a lot of ways uh, i'm going to mention some of the names that rangers uh let go of uh some of the, the transfers that came in and some of the transfers that kind of left can um, i can i give you a
2: one word description
3: of the players going out talk, you say talk them? me through it sir can i
2: retort yes yeah Okay, I'm not going to be nice by you. I'm not going to be like a, a knob about it. Okay,
3: I'll be good cop. Uh, right, so uh, Dan Egan. Huh. Um I don't have anything to say. About <laughs> <that>. You think <laughs> with the first one you'd have something to say, uh, Arthur Newman. Old. Alan. Mm-hmm. Dick. <laughs> uh, Claudio Canicia. Hair.
2: Terrific.
3: Mm-hmm. Greasy hair. Yes.
2: Oh,
4: Dundee. oh, treading a fine line <laughs> <laughs> there.
3: Dundee, Dundee. Uh, S- Dundee, Stephen Dobby Ah, uh, let's not mention this. We know the south. Pa- uh, Bert Conterman Church. He See? loved Church.
2: <laughs> Did he? <I>, Aye. <laughs> because <laughs> I always hated him because of that goal he scored against Celtic the season before, right? League Cup mm-hmm. or the season before that, whatever it was. Um, but there, we were. And again, I was. This is about the same time. He, maybe the year after he left, there used to be one of those things on like STV at night time where it would be uh, these people talking about their faith. And it was Bert Conterman one night. we were like, "Is, is that is Bert Conterman?"
1: Loves, loves well, was his that faith. Like, late call, something like that. <laughs> something See, that yeah, I knew you the, would yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, So church, church. Bert Conterman for me is eating a happy meal before the six-two game reading an article about how Dick Advocate said he signed him before who's
3: <laughs> unbelievable that's why I love Happy Meals uh, uh, Jerome Bonicell geez some of oh, these geez. names ladies and gentlemen Jerome Bonicell there's only really
2: two more I want to have words for
3: okay Neil <laughs> McCann is Neil McCann one of oh, them I've
2: got a word for him but it's not a PG word <laughs> not a PG word uh, Dundee. Dundee Dundee yeah
1: exactly Barry Ferguson Crab C- correct um skinny jeans I noticed recently Barry Ferguson I mean I don't mean they you know I'm not a stable don't don't, 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 come on don't make make Ella the unhip come on Jesus
3: you can still pass sideways though in skinny jeans well in fact (laughs) you can only move sideways in skinny jeans (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dermot Kevin Muscat yeah it's a thug Thug. scum Mm -hmm. scumbag Uh, Lorenzo Amoruso Bailey's he was addicted to baileys who who isn't (laughs) am i right am
2: i right man i don't really approve that high five (laughs) he won anyways baileys really inappropriate
3: he was addicted to baileys um he was how did you rate him um he's one of those strange players i know like it is awful but kind of quite good only in scotland in a weird way
4: only in scotland for them really (laughs) <laughs> no, there was nothing to that player
3: uh, Alan wants to put his arm around uh, Dermot just as he said I mean, that just, I what, I
2: not
1: genuinely that was I was struggling to think what to say but I, 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 that, that does it. Yeah. you know, ever get
2: jealous absolutely. of those the teams that had those players who were just so like part of the club and the fans absolutely adored them and had their back it's, it's this inexplicable thing with football players Some things I think you just have this
1: there's, there's a word we use for them uh, i don't know if we can say the word Huns. <laughs> that is not distance yet. myself distance from. From it. how dare you <laughs>
3: um just in terms of people coming in so decent players going out uh in terms of internationals newman uh conterman Bonacelle, ferguson mccann big big characters i guess you'd say replaced by uh gavin ray
1: Mm-hmm. sorry to skip by I remember I Gavin Ray because he makes a ass of it in one of the games we watched this um, I'll be going to come out it, I'm sure Barry Ferguson does he go and then come back in or something is this yeah. the one where he goes to Blackburn oh, but Black he gets homesick yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they
3: also brought in they also put in Frank De Boer um, on a free uh, and cashing his feely from dundee seems to be a, th- a, th- a thing here they brought in nuno capuccio just because he played well against us that time uh paulo vinoli De- who scored that diddy De-de. diddy i diddy De-de, really paulo vinoli who scored that hilarious own goal where he literally just passes it into the net remember
1: that one? Oh yeah Against still <laughs> literally just goes keeper,
3: <laughs> keeper. <our>, the keepers <laughs> that side and goes keeper.
1: <laughs> who who's the other feelback they got later that was almost like him but we're acting a finial Oh, okay. again, you know, yeah. He's He was again, he was a, quite a fuckish player. Another well. great example of how Liverpool and Rangers have a great connection. I, yeah. I'm sure that this will continue throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Rangers still had Crants. Uh, they still
3: had Rickson, was still there. Kloss was still there. They brought in Emerson that year. Were you
2: going to get to that? No, no, I wasn't. I just. I, I just, just remember that being a really surprising yeah.
1: signing.
3: Really? He was at Atletico Madrid and he was only 31.
1: He, he beats Henrik Larson, I don't know, 60 yards away from goal in a Celtic Rangers game this season, or an old firm as it was at the time. Um, and the Rangers fans go wild. <laughs> now, obviously we remember Henrik and we love Henrik, but we forget how... Good you, you know, people think, oh, they clap him, Ah, oh, he's great. they f- fucking hated Henrik <laughs> and when you beat a guy 60 yards away who's not a defender and you beat him in the middle of the park and your whole stadium erupts in applause, that tells you how much you really despise this guy so um, Emerson, yeah smashing, Henrik yeah. didn't care <laughs> <up> so much
3: <laughs> so this was the season again and Berg came in, they, they brought in a lot of, it wasn't kind of like for like in terms of quality, they were really starting to downsize, they brought in a lot spent a million pounds in the summer um which is only i mean that's the thing so they brought in one two three four five six seven eight nine ten they brought in a whole 11 players uh they spent a million pounds on 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 11 players we bring in two players um one of them on loan and one of them in january as well it is one of those where you know you if your squad's in a certain position in a certain place, you shouldn't be turning it over within the space of one season by bringing in 11 players. It's going to unsettle the squad. It's going to unsettle everything about what you're trying to do. However, I should qualify that by saying they qualified for the group stages of the Champions League. And so this season, Celtic and Rangers both had a team in the Champions League, which... Halcyon on days of Scottish football, um, just un- unbelievable. Um, yeah, terrific. Uh, but it was a strong Rangers uh, in terms of their points. What I find we've we've done this twice, and what I found is the points tally that this these Ranger this these Rangers teams were this Rangers team specifically is maybe considered when it really starting to kind of slow down in terms of uh, their quality, but their points haul is ridiculously high Um the season we did last week 2001 2002 the Rangers got over 80 points this season well, well I'll let, we can talk about that at the end but in terms of the actual quality of how they're being pushed it's 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 incredible um, so this is again as mentioned before this is a season of a lot of uh, kind of big things that would happen 25 matches one in a row Uh Dermot we did the whitewash in terms of Rangers. We beat them every time we played them. How did that feel? Good. Uh, but not unexpected for some reason. Okay. Expectation levels gone up a little I bit. I think,
4: yeah, we were just, we were getting the results this season. Uh, and things were just kind of working out in, in the league. Uh, it's always good to, to beat Rangers. There's no denying it. And you know what I mean? The European games are kind of the high points and then it's the sort of the old firm as it was then. Uh, but I know.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, the, to, to do your... every time you play your, your rivals to do them and do them quite convincingly is amazing. I watched the Green and Whitewash
2: yes. this week. Um, which starts with the game from the season before. The beach ball game.
3: Oh yeah, that's um,
2: right. Yeah, I mean, these, these were harder mean you think now. <laughs> Just beating Rangers every time we <laughs> play them is kind of hilarious and just expected but I don't think it was then at all um, and oh, even though yeah. you know even though we you know, beat them five times in one season they weren't oh, I mean, the 3-0 game was certainly quite
3: an easy game but they weren't you know walkovers um, I think that needs to be be made quite you know we need to underline that point that it wasn't the way it is now, obviously people know that. But when we turn up to a Rangers game, uh, the, this you know the last couple of years it's been about how many we're going to score against them. You know, you might have got a little bit of jars. This Rangers team, just under Alex McLeish who was really starting to develop his defensively minded uh, Watanacho's style. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's we just know that
4: uh, this year they weren't as good as they had been previously.
3: Yeah, no, and that, that's that's why we beat them. But yeah. it, it still wasn't. Like a walkover. I'm just going to... I know I know. we're jumping back and forth. Rangers get 81 points this season. 81 points uh, which, you know, would win the league in most other seasons with us being phenomenal. Um, so, the fact is, it wasn't easy. Um, but, which shows how big an achievement it was. Um, so, coming into
1: the... Coming into this uh, start of this season... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic for this season. I think we're going to do well. I <laughs> think it'll be a good one. <laughs> I, I'm excited.
3: Alan has the wee, you know, that Clintus eye that he thinks we're going to qualify for the last 16, Paul. Do you want to tell him or Ola?
2: He thinks that someone's going to edit this chronologically.
3: What, life? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Just puts it in place. Uh, just looking at uh, the start of s- season, I want, we obviously, so the season before we'd, we'd not qualified for the Champions League uh, famously lost to Baal
1: um, who had qualified for the group stages and done really really well in the group stages Akin Yakin and his brother who we would be linked with for, for the next yeah. time oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then so was these guys and then Timuchuk
3: to, team Timish will be our manager at some point, there's absolutely no <laughs> question. Be. So we'll hack and, yak and Uh because I actually did a profile for him for on him for ninety minutesinick.com that I will when Brendan leaves, I'll just repost it. <laughs> just update a little bit just repost. Been doing it with that Tom Tuttle article for about ten years. Um so, you know, obviously Rangers were the champions. Uh we had we'd been in the Champions League. Which we covered uh, in the two thousand and one, two thousand and two timeline. We've been in the Champions League, two thousand and two, two thousand and three. We'd get knocked out at uh, the kind of last qualifying round by Bal, who did go on to have a really good. Um, uh, they beat Liverpool. They beat Manchester United. They did really well. So I <laughs> don't want to say it was not you want to qualify, but it, you weren't embarrassed by the fact of who you get put out by. Um, come to this qualifying, we have two qualifiers. So, the first qualifier, this is mental to think compared to nowadays. The first qualifier was against Kaunas, and it was on the 30th of July. Um, so, we had two qualifying ties Kaunas of Lithuania and MT, MTK Hungary um, were the two ties we had. You know, we we're doing qualifying ties in what, the t- 11th of July now? Yep. Um, what, I mean these were big teams then but we kind of dispatched them quite convincingly the the, the game against countess we beat four nil at home and <laughs> we beat one nil away um, oh, we beat them
2: away did we not beat them away
3: sorry we beat them four nil away you're absolutely same right. with the next
2: the, next tie as well uh
3: the at mtk hungaria mm-hmm. we beat four nil away and we actually yeah you're right absolutely exactly the same so we beat them both five nil on aggregate with exactly the same we dispatched alan we dispatched what's the laugh <laughs> Just because he, he dominated I'm, me, it's not I'm a, merely
1: chuckling. Uh,
3: but you know, we, we watched. I watched all the kind of highlights of the games. Uh, we dispatched teams that we would probably consider now quite hard to, to take on. Uh, we dispatched them quite convincingly, I
1: Yeah, I don't remember the Counties game at all in any way, shape, or form. However, I do remember MTK okay. Hungaria. Um I remember the away game quite. Quite negatively. Um I think we won at home three, maybe four nil. Um and I don't remember getting at the away game, um and I think we lost. No. We no. lost. No.
3: that's li- he literally Paul literally corrected me a second ago <laughs> and then you laughed. I <laughs> was Hager. just wondering
2: if
4: you weren't listening to that. <laughs>
2: so well, it's MD, come on you know, you know don't you're just, tell yeah. you what the yeah. scores were? Aye, <laughs> right, Cownus, nil four, right? <laughs> one nil. MTK nil four. To Celtic, one <laughs> nil to Celtic.
3: Are you are you proud of yourself, Alan? As I say, I remember the game.
1: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: I've never, I, I'd never heard of MTK Hungary, and I've never heard of them since. No. Uh, just one no. of those teams that kind of pop Scoring up. Scoring like four goals away from home
2: in Europe seems absolutely consecutive, ridiculous.
3: Consecutively, yeah, as well, even against
2: you know they. Okay, they might be considered diddy teams on some level compared to what Celtic were then, but. Um, it's quite nice to do the job away from home first, and then you come back. And
4: consider that we went to Gibral- Gibraltar. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, un- under uh, Rodgers and how much we struggled, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we just can't do it away in Europe at all. These qualifying games, yeah, I mean, people are terrified. I think there's so much at stake that they just freeze. <laughs> you know, and
3: uh, yeah, if you compare it to the season we, o- <coughs> oh, sorry, Rodgers' first season. Um, the game against the Israeli mob where we had we beat them, what, 5-2? Five, five, Bear Shaver. Bear Shaver yeah, beat yeah. them 5-2 because we just had to
1: pump because we knew yeah. we were going to lose in <laughs> Israel. And yeah. it was the same last season against Astana. It's just... I remember, if I, sorry to go off track, but no, I remember no. on uh, Brendan done an interview, I think, with BT, um, and he was talking about the Beer Shaver game. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen him as quite as emotive he was talking about the relief um, yeah. to get through that and he was saying, I've never, I think his words were I've never been more delighted to lose a, a game to nothing." Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Which, when you actually listen to, obviously we big Celtic fans, we listen to what Roger says, but probably all kind of fanboys in a sense. You never hear him say things like that, as in be that much of a fan and say something. Like, Just to get through, yeah, it doesn't yeah, really matter. and it's the only time I've really ever heard, it. I mean, we've, we've been spanked and Paris, you know, places like that. All but the top cities com- in Europe. Paris, Barcelona. He's never, <laughs> you know, to hear him, he, he never comes out of those games and says, you know, I was glad to get off of that. He always talks yeah, about the positive. Yeah. But whereas that game, you know, was obviously something that I, I, maybe, I don't think he fancied the team at that point. But you know, that's, you know, I know we're, you know. No, no, it's, it's,
3: it's, I mean, the whole point of this is to kind of look where we were and where we are. So it's good to kind of compare and contrast because we, we all know that come that first qualifying round we're all going to be nervous as hell yeah, because that it's, this
4: the Bersheva performance was embarrassing mm-hmm. from a Celtic point of view Yeah, I mean it was utterly amateur uh, and it's one thing getting spanked by PSG or Barcelona but like Bersheva it, it, if you've got a sort of well drilled team you can go out there and get a get a result it,
1: especially at that time in the afternoon you know, I can no. take it at eight o'clock at night, but you know when it's four o'clock today. Come on, you know, I've odd got I've got a family to have a meal with. You know, can, odd comment from know. Alan there, Paul.
3: What do Ta- you think it meant? Timest. Timest he's, he's a timest. He's against. He's at his wee ratty face thinking. He's I talking like
1: like about
2: time travel, and now he's talking about four o'clock matches. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mass Bankins at quarter to eight sharp. <laughs> <Shop>? <laughs>
1: sharp. Um, Usually within the first two minutes, if Gary Colby has got anything to say about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, whoa I know. Who knows how he'll turn out when he eventually sends for Celtic. <laughs> um, so, w- with that,
3: you always felt confident, Paul, with these qualifiers? I think, I
2: think the squad in these days had a, I mean, I know we're, we're not maybe not talking about currently, but the mental strength of Boom. recent Celtic teams is pathetic compared to what this team yes. was. So, I think a tricky away leg in Lithuania maybe wasn't quite as daunting as it would be nowadays. I think
3: maybe a lot of that would have come off the back of obviously the Seville run as well um, because I think they got a a real edge from that because they knew that, you know, who they'd beaten uh, previously. Now that obviously, we didn't necessarily travel that well in this Champions League qualifier, but we qualified for it, certainly. um, And our group was... Actually, looking at it... I'm, I'm just real... I didn't... I forgot
2: that that team came top. See? <laughs> Absolute
3: professional. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say who it was. Um, ah, Celtic! I mean... Uh. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go alphabetical order, so there's no confusion. Uh, Anderlecht uh, of Belgium, Bayern Munich of Germany, Lyon of France. At that time, you know, if you've got that group now, you'd think to yourself... Yeah. We we could qualify. We probably f- wouldn't. But <laughs> you, you think to yourself we could qualify. It's it's one of those. We've had a lot of really tough Champions League groups. This was one that wasn't necessarily the best Bayern Munich team. Leon were probably just on the verge of really becoming that really
4: top Champions uh, League I, I team. I think Leon were there. I think they were genuinely that. Leon had a cracking team this Leon, year, yeah, very, they were winning. Very good of that team. Yeah.
1: a lot. Eh? they were. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, but you know what I mean. Like the the, the we could have got a tougher draw. M- 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 the point is, um, you were confident, uh, because of Seville. Again, we're always going to talk about Seville because it, you know, just it was massive. Um, but coming off the back of Seville qualifying, qu- qualifying quite comfortably and eh, not quite comfortably, very comfortably. Uh, so we're going into this season and we're thinking about what we can do from a European standpoint. We want our title back. Uh, we'd like to, you know, maybe get a cup. Um, obviously, Rangers qualify for the um, Champions League as well. they I'll just give you a quick, just to show you what they were up against as well. Uh, they were up against Stuttgart, Panathinaikos and Manchester United. Again, a group that you think, you know, not the toughest. Uh, there's a lot of nils there, is <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. No spoilers. A lot of nils. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan. No, I like it. Um but so again, that's where you know, comp- compare and contrast. So last season, Celtic had a really tough Champions League group, um, and it obviously distracted us a little bit. But when we got to the business end of the season, we turned the screw and we actually, you know, did what we had to do. Essentially, this campaign, our biggest rivals had a distraction, which really, really helped us um, because they were just as distracted as us even even if they did, had, did have a different type of sort of group that they were they were um i was gonna say wrestling in but that wouldn't that would be weird um but yeah so um we'll go into let's just do our, what we do in terms of is there anything else you want to, anyone wants to add before we kind of go through the, the games and the the seasons should we mention Mark, magnus Hedman, paul oh, john can, to we, mention, can we not he
1: will come up he will come up uh, I would hesitate to guess that we may mention him at some point. I'll I'll make this point.
3: After looking back 2001-2002 and, you know, some of the Seville games, um, Douglas got a lot of stick. Some, you know, sometimes he got it for the right reasons and sometimes it was probably overly harsh. Uh, But they brought in Magnus Hedman, who was the Swedish number one. He was playing in the English Premier League. He was... uh, I remember when we signed him And I thought he was a terrific signing I was over the moon I
4: couldn't believe it I just thought Excellent this is Final piece of the jig So Very well put
1: Not not to um, You know bring bring old man in and make him seem like a, a Luddite but he dragged me down to Celtic Park when we signed Magnus Edmund <laughs> and I shook his hand outside um, where would now be obviously the the statues of Bruno Walford etc and we were all cordoned off and there was quite a lot of people there wasn't I it wasn't a fanfare Yeah, and um, I remember my dad shook his hand and I didn't say anything to him but my, my, my dad said to him you do exactly what we need Magnus now I know that sounds like you know but that's exactly what he said and at the time you know my age i thought you know my dad's right he is exactly what we need i trust my dad i believe in him that is where that <laughs> relationship <laughs> for you was and that's when i realized you know i started listening to different music I started getting <laughs> different things and it was right off the back of that you when, know politically
3: you know, you're not in the same wavelength thing you know no, you don't, yeah, he starts, i just realized you know, my dad was wrong you yeah. know, dad
1: can be wrong occasionally That's where it came from, Magnus Hedman.
3: Magnus Hedman. Breakdown of the parental unit due to Magnus Hedman, of course. Um, (laughs) He changed his hair this season. He did. He shaved his hair off. Maybe try and look harder. It was all about uh, the aerodynamicism. ness his so head the ball could fly past oh, fly him. Fast. So, yeah, faster. Faster. so so faster. Shut up, <laughs> excellent point. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I think that you, you've both genuinely made a good point. That the start of the season, Magnus Hedman was the final piece, international goalkeeper, Swedish, so fancy, of course. Um, and just I you'll hear about him. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Do you want know an odd thing about this season? Was the games were on the BBC. The games were on BBC's 1 or 2 Scotland on Saturday or Sunday afternoons. So, yes, Council Telly, I remember watching loads of football this season, um, which I, you'd think would be quite handy in a podcast like this, but surprisingly not, because no. I remember
1: nothing. How, how would that work for Rangers now? If they, what do you mean? If BBC were to get the rights for... They'd get fined every week matches. for not sending up someone to go to the press oh, conference yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but they couldn't even film the games or that because they're not oh, allowed the into no, no, but they would, allowed the in. second they were offered money think, they would be I rolling out the red no, carpet yeah. I, do, I don't believe for you a know. second that they would give up the model for
3: money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that just in the season review uh, this is from the Scottish Premier uh, Premiership uh, website Off the park, the SPL announced plans to put in place a new range of broadcasting and commercial deals that would provide income of around £60 million over the next four years. The title sponsor, the Bank of Scotland, also extended their sponsorship for a further three seasons. So we've got two teams in the Champions League. We're on the verge of a a big commercial deal and the title sponsor renews uh, optimism, essentially, uh, pulsating through Scottish football. Very similar to today, Paul. Yeah, I think,
2: um, I mean, the rest of the rest, like, Hearts were kind of regularly in third place, and uh, was this when Hibs were beginning to sort of get a decent squad together as well? This is
3: just before Hearts did their Romanov-style yeah. push.
2: Yeah, because mm. this is Cowness pre Hearts Count. remember the Hearts Cowness link-up? Oh, that was weird. That was um, weird. Sort evil twin. <laughs> evil, twin. Yeah. evil twin. Lithuanian um, evil twin. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, I remember football, Scottish football being in quite rude health at this point, or it feeling like it was in rude health.
3: Yeah, um, so let's just kind of break down. See,
4: I totally disagree with that. <laughs> you know, what? I think the standard of Scottish football, if you watch the games that weren't old form games, it was shocking. What, two
3: thousand three, two thousand
4: four? It was horrific. See now compared to then, the standard is so much better in terms of the football yeah. being played. A- higher wages, lower
1: quality. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, Dundee, um, d- d- yeah. I mean, Dund- uh, I
4: mean, watching uh, Dundee United and Dundee United had been a, a bit of a team, and just journeyman... You know, nothing seemed to happen in a lot of these games that were kind of just played out, uh, and that's why the Hearts thing when they came in, it, you know, it kind of enlivened livened everything up so much. It was just a case uh,
3: of spent a decent amount of money in the right places, and you could actually do okay. And you, c- especially you could, uh, against that a kind of feeling away, well, falling away, Rangers. As all well. of
4: these teams were like ten men behind the ball against Celtic and Rangers, and the whole thing about you know Rangers having a good points total was just because Celtic and Rangers battled everyone. Yeah. I mean we literally we won every game, they'd won every game, and one in the league came down to could you be each other in the old term game, you know? If you, if you look
1: at our squad, and I suppose it's maybe touching on the summation of the season. If you look at our squad this season though and I know Alan Thompson said recently, going back to the previous season, Martin O'Neill for every single game didn't announce a team until thirty to forty five minutes before the game, which I find quite comical because Everybody knew the team. There was no way that he was going to drop (laughs) Larson, Sutton. Mm. We did not have... See, if you look at our bench week on week throughout this season, there's no way that these guys were breaking into the first team. They were never pushing guys like Henrik, Chris, Mm -hmm. John Hartson, Aaron Thompson. They were never pushing them. They were there, but they were never pushing them. So... This idea that guys were sitting in the dressing room at the start of a game, you know, or in Seville thinking, am I going to start this game, to me is a bit of a charade. That, there's no way, if you're Aaron Thompson, you're sitting there thinking, I'm not getting a start. I know it's a nice story to tell, you know, Simon Ferry or whatever, and it comes across as a laugh, but there's no way Henrik Larsson, Chris and these guys are sitting thinking, I'm not getting a start here. And when you look at the the bench, even the defenders... They're not thinking I'm not getting a start here. So, no. Celtic squad, if you're looking at comparisons between the team now and then, that team picked itself week on week. Martin might have been very clever, but that team picked itself week on week. And they were a freight train that just rolled past teams yeah. week on week, going to Parkhead. We just bashed teams. And I do not come on to the results, but we just yeah. steamrolled teams. And it was the same team. Yeah, a couple of tweaks here and there but it was the same team week on week and you were going to watch the same players and it was great <laughs> I don't mean yeah. to really make it sound as if it was great because it was but you know
3: Stanislav Varga played 55 games this season mm-hmm. Um he was brought in we mentioned it earlier about Johan kind of winding down in terms of injuries getting to him and his contract coming to an end 18 games he played um Similarly, Neil Lennon played 53, Petrov played 55, Agat played 46, yeah. Chris Sutton, 44, Alan Thompson, 44, Larson, of course, 55, 58, Baldy, 50. So, yeah, there's, like, Stephen yep. Craney played six games, Ross Waller played 14 of them. Um, yeah. I remember sh- Ross, Ross
2: Wallace was exciting this time. Yeah. He scored a cracking goal, almost a fluke, but uh, I can't
3: remember what game it was, I just remember watching it last yes, time. Yes, I remember the game as well. Um, I can't remember which one.
2: it can't of the remember <laughs> the game. Turns out can't remember the game. What, what he, a fantastic interjection.
4: He just reminded me of... Who was the big guy ended up at... Uh, Air, was it Air United? Celtic? Uh, played for Celtic in... Oh, 95, uh, 96... Was it Mc, Brian McLaughlin? Brian McLaughlin, yeah. yeah I remember... When Ross Wallace came, I just thought, oh, it's, Ro- it's like Ross a better Wallace Brian a, McLaughlin.
1: Ross Wallace had a great career. You know, he's he really has you know, done well for himself, you know, oh, it's terrific, yeah, you yeah. Know, fantastic, probably made himself a good bit of money as well, but I always remember when he came in, there was always these guys, that were always in a cusp, you're Jamie Smith, you, oh, see, yeah. as a guy, a young boy coming through, you always wanted to, these guys to be great, and for me, it didn't really happen, until, Leo Miller, Leo Miller, Edna McGady. McGady. and yeah, Maloney. Maloney. Sure. That was the guys where you actually thought, well, you know, I know I like yeah. Jamie Smith and I know he occasionally <laughs> scores against Aberdeen Colin whatever, but in reality, <laughs> in, in reality, these were the guys that really, yeah. they, they were genuinely very good. But that's um, the
3: thing though, um, Liam Miller...
1: Thought 40, 40 plus games this season maybe? Liam Miller
3: had, uh, yes, in the 40s, uh, but Liam Miller... Went on to Manchester United. Yeah. Um, it, Sean Maloney mm. had a couple of stints in England. F- yep. b- his best stint being at Wigan where they won the FA Cup. Mm. And uh, Aidan McGeady obviously played in the Champions League for Spartak Moscow. Kind of lost his way a little bit. And for Celtic. And for Celtic, of course. Um, yeah, we should mention that he obviously had a great career uh, after this as well. Uh, Lee Miller played 40 games for Celtic, scoring five goals. But I'd, I'd hasten to say that his five goals were five of the most important goals of the season. Yeah. Mm. clutch. Um yeah so yeah John Kennedy played 20 games this season um, so I mean a lot of these obviously will be uh, cup games a lot of them will be uh, league cup games um, but essentially Alan's point's right You could pick, if you look at the, the numbers in terms of who played it's pretty much the same team uh, McNamara I think played uh, 43 games which I'm pretty surprised about
2: yeah, I thought he was on, kind of on the way out Not, you he'd, know?
4: he'd forced himself back into the team yeah. Just by being that guy that could play anywhere In the right field, field uh, across the, the
1: o- back o- o- O'Neill loved that idea yeah. Of somebody that he could slow in, especially yeah. this year Because this year we had Defensively we had huge injury problems yeah. This year, yeah. Valharan, um We really Lambert struggled Lambert as well as you said um, yeah. Paul Lambert obviously was at a fair age at this time So your team kind of picked itself um, you know, essentially though weeks.
3: Um, we had Stanislav Varga and Bobo Baldy at centre half um, not the best ball playing centre halves I remember thinking again this is what you remember I remember I
2: really liked Stan Varga I thought oh I loved Stan <laughs> Varga but like Seriously? I was watching I was watching some footage and reading some match reports and it's like an error by Stan Varga <laughs> no. led to you know really I, yeah I, I,
1: well, Hulls I Hulls thought Varga Hulls was Hulls. terrible oh, I yeah. loved Stan Varga he's
4: up there with Ramon was
1: Vega was, for me he off- <laughs> for I, I
4: think Varga was one that I thought he's what we need again and then just watch him thought oh, nah, he just let himself down I, th- I think I
3: think the big I, I think you're both kind of right but Bo- Paul's point Alan's point and your point all three years are right because Stan Varga I think was good this season however the mistakes he made were high profile mistakes he he made mistakes mistakes in the big games in the big big games which look at Alan's face it's like we've broke your heart the tooth fairy is real I'm just saying
1: Bobo Baldi (laughs) huge mistakes this season Um, the goalkeeper Um, essentially essentially Stan Varga was uh, nothing signing at a point when you thought well we'll bring him in that I don't like laying blame at his door I kind of feel as if he was he'd done a great job Bayern Munich, <laughs> yeah. a, a
4: Bayern Munich away yeah Bayern Munich you know. Bayern, Bayern Munich away should,
1: should Stan Varga ever be involved in a game at Bayern Munich away with his ability level you know I, I'm not I'm, I don't want to lay blame at <laughs> see, anybody see else that whole, don't. That,
3: see that whole thing of it's not the players fault it's well, the yeah, manager's it fault really,
1: for picking him
4: he, he kind of went from he's I, been great though to <laughs> now he should have been he the same he pitch did, as those players
1: he played I really think He'd, he'd, he'd done great but if you think you can push a guy so far um, Boyata he, he <laughs> Boyata boom, boom, team, right? boom. Yeah. capable I, of being I, great I don't, I don't feel as if I, I've got the energy to, <laughs> to get in there but Dejo Boyata is without doubt our best centre half including Chris Ayer, including Simunovic. he's going to a World Cup I think we should enjoy it embrace it
2: and enjoy the money that get from him when, right. when he comes Occasionally back.
1: Occasionally he makes up. a mistake, absolutely, but if you rely him as just an half, he is without doubt our best in half. And if he's not here next year, I really worry about us because I don't think going to be here for the place.
3: qualifiers. But this, we'll get to this when we start recording the podcast. Uh, so, August, Darren, um, you'll be involved, don't worry. Uh, so, August, we had uh, quite an easy month uh, in terms of kicking the league off. We had Dunfermline. Um, in between sausage... Sausaged? <laughs> um, sandwiched sausage. in between... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was yes. weird. Uh, over there? Mm. I want to go home. Yeah, uh, uh, we had Don Fairman, um, sandwiched in between the Countess game and MTK-Hungaria game. Um, we actually drew uh, with Don Fairman. That was the first game of the season yeah. and... I kind of remember watching the the two thousand uh, the, the kind of season review. Alan Thompson, I think it was Alan Thompson, talks about how no Martin Neal talks about how the reaction in the press the next day was the Seville team is dead. We're awful. There's no <laughs> chance that if social media was around, I can imagine all the wee Spice Boys talking about how we need to get rid of uh, all these players and Larson's passed it and he's not as good and blah blah blah.
1: What Spice Boys? Is that not I'm a hang. intrigued. No, I'm intrigued to find out who the Spice Boys are. I don't know, I've just heard I that a few people I talk talk about it. Jamie
3: Redknapp, Liverpool team? Yeah, Jamie Redmap I think. Anyway, uh, so uh, essentially, August, we get the most important business done. We qualify for the Champions League, uh, beating counters and MTK, Hungary. Uh, we also dispatch, I've always wanted to use that phrase, we dispatched <laughs> Dundee United 5-0, Partick Thistle 2-1, and Livingston, Dermot's favourite team, uh, 5 goals to 1. Um, so at the end of August, we've played four games in the league. Uh, twelve points, Paul. How are you feeling? You feeling confident about this start to the league? We've, you know, I'm sorry, we've got ten points. We have yeah, dropped two. to Rangers have got twelve points. Rangers have uh, a solid start to this campaign. How are you feeling? Uh,
2: I think this month and any season is really you can't take it too seriously. It doesn't tell you too much about how the season's going to go.
3: So you're, you're happy
2: with... It's about, it's about qualifying for Europe.
3: That's the most important thing. Would we, we, we all agree on that? Nice. Yeah. Football manager
2: response. That's you're absolutely... I've been playing a lot of it recently. Like, a lot of it. Ha, do you go Celtic? Sometimes. I haven't done it this, this game. <gasps> Who'd you go? I've got two saves going. Okay. One, I'm still in Albion. Two two saves going. And the other, i Milan.
3: Oh, how you doing with Milan?
2: Uh, good. <laughs>
1: Top of the Serie i I've won two seasons in a row. What a boy, See, though. I don't translate well with other countries. Um, I, I'm <laughs> great when I'm self I mean, you know, last 16, last 8. See, when I, I could go melt MK Dons and I'm gone. You know, by November, I'm... Yeah. Stick to what you know, mate. Stick to what you know. I used know. to... You know, fuck the Italy, game. So, you know, it it's their problem.
3: <laughs> balls <Right>. out, balls <laughs> into the box. Uh, so, going into September, um, we have... A, so, there are any games we've got, we've got... Um, I'll just read out the eight games and then we can kind of look at the kind of key ones of that month. Uh, Dundee on the Saturday then we've got Bayern Munich on the Wednesday, then Motherwell uh, then Hibs and then Olympic Lyon so in September we've got two Champions League games we start with Bayern Munich away from home so this is our first game in the Champions League It's, our, it's the, the second start we've had in the Champions League but it's obviously we didn't qualify the, the month before Bayern Munich away I'm going to come to Paul Carlin. Um, I've written Hedman, New Plonker. Hedman, New Plonker. <laughs> um, now I've just realised I've not brought the right notes. Anyway, Thompson scored first, I believe. Yes, Alan Thompson scored, and here's the thing about Alan Thompson's goal. Um oh, it, was this the diving header? Yeah. The diving yeah, header oh, this was amazing. Yeah. So Alan Thompson scored in the fifty seventh minute. He scored just after half half time, um,
1: and we kept the lead. Yeah. Yeah, for quite a while, and in the old Olympia stadium as well. This is if I was to this is
3: key European football.
1: Visiting that stadium, if I was to think about anything, any moment, it's that goal in that stadium. Now, I know my United, Man City fans, Arsenal fans, fans of any club won't think that, but I remember that goal under that clock, that celebration, him running away, arms, arms out, arms out. Yeah, that was that was me. That, I always remember that that's that's, that, 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 that's peak Martin O'Neill Celtic uh,
3: so we took the lead you know we went a whole half we went a whole half without conceding a goal can you imagine that these days <laughs> not. no no yeah. absolutely not um, but let me talk you through this uh, Bayern team Bayern lined up uh, Can Willie Samuel Lazard Azou Kovac who's now the new manager yeah. Um, yeah. Roy McKay who was just
1: clinical Um Is not like 20 million 21 million or something because he'd signed from PSV, maybe. Yes. yes, at that point, he was at that time that was huge money. Honestly, yeah. he
3: was Rude Van Nistelrooy's replacement. Oh, okay. um, at PSV and then went on to Bayern. Uh, Zeroberto, who I never rated. Am I wrong to not rate Zeroberto? Yeah, yeah, he Probably. was quite good. <laughs> uh,
4: Balak, uh, Balak is Balak, Balak. I've oh got, God did con- he jump ship from uh, Leverkusen to free contract? Munich. Was it free contract for a year before
3: Chelsea? Yeah, right. Um, Balak, uh, Pizarro, who, again, I thought was a decent player, but, uh, you know, not maybe oh, the yeah. top. Good impact sub. Good impact, impact sub, sub. Yeah. led to believe. He went on to have a good career. No, he did, he did, but not necessarily at Bayern. Mm. But, you know, uh, Sal Hamidzic. Yes. Santa Cruz. Uh, well. Santa, not that far. He was on, he was on the bench, mm-hmm. Santa Cruz.
1: That's a great
4: I know, reference. I know, yeah
3: it's uh, also, uh, the thrills are awful. Pulp. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh that, that's, oh, not, that's not a good oh, reference. <laughs> croons, oh man.
0: Yeah,
4: don't even, don't even like the <sighs> song. Oh we're we're better than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? This
3: this panel. <laughs> I don't know if Alan's better than that to <laughs> Uh I didn't realise that Owen Hargreaves played in this game. Yeah. Let alone Hargreaves. <laughs> let alone Hargreaves. And Thomas Linker as well terrific uh, Schweinsteiger was on the bench De Michaelis was on the bench Sammy Kufor was on the bench as um, I mentioned Santa Cruz and Rao were on the bench as well that team though um, a great Bayern team um, yeah I think
2: I, you look at that on yeah. paper and you think mm, okay a draw would be nice a draw would have be been nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was was it
3: that Bayern team better than any team we faced on the road to Seville question for you mm.
1: On paper, yes, in terms of names, but they weren't... I don't think they were... I don't think the they clicked. Side. No, no they, absolutely They not. just didn't turn up against no. us, did
4: yeah. they, at all? I mean, that first half, and I thought, oh God, they're very poor at home.
3: Um, they um, were quite lucky to... Qual- not quite lucky to qualify, but... You know, it came down to the last game in this group. Let's give a yeah. little bit of spoiler. And they were, they, they were, they were struggling. However, at, on paper, it was a great team. Uh, the Celtic team lined up... Uh, the goalkeeper. Who's the goalkeeper? <laughs> uh, Magnus Hedman. Uh, he's a he's a Swedish chap, uh, aerodynamic hair. I'm led to believe. Uh, to s- my
1: dad. He's exactly what we need. Oh, See, so yeah, so yeah. <laughs> his fucking
3: dad. By the way, get your dad. He's going to be on the next panel. Um, <laughs> nah, he's got a lot turns answer for.
1: Quite.
3: Uh, uh, was captain, which yes. I think is. I thought Larson was captain
1: after Lampard, no at this time no Jackie no, Mack be? he was, was character in the following yeah. season, what Jackie? seven years in his Celtic career this time
3: yes yeah. Uh, so we lined up uh, McNamara Baldy Varga um, I'm guessing it was a back three
1: big stands in there I think everything will
3: be okay <laughs> oh no well Agat McNamara was playing left back wasn't yeah. he yeah. that's right yep. completely forgot that so McNamara was left back Agat was right back uh, Varga Baldy solid enough center, um, back line you'd guess solid enough mm. for me um Thompson, Lennon, Petrov, Sutton, Hartson, Larson. Uh, it's just, just the names come off your tongue, like a. It's
1: do you know what it's like it's word. like the rich crema you know at the top of here when you pour a an nice espresso coffee and you get the you know you oh, get that richness and, the and so that he is. you get that I, beautiful crema at the top. That's what Henrik, Chris <laughs> Sutton, and John Hartson. Bet John Hartson's never been described as a rich crema at the top of a coffee. <laughs> but pro- he is. Is it pronounced Kramer?
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I so, oh, well, you are. I was going to make fun of it, but I, that's
4: you true, only get right? it if you've got an espresso maker. I've just got one of those stove top things, so I've, I've get doesn't I still happen. So
1: you get that nice rich. Yeah, I drink. It, it can a, be bitter a, though.
4: got an Aeropress
2: and a Chemex.
4: Well, have you? Is Aeropress? I've, 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 it. like I've upgraded. Aye, Aeropress pretty good. Aye, aye. aye. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was thinking of getting one. Responsible
2: for the sale of about hundred of them in Glasgow, so hundred and one definitely get one. I've got get
3: one espresso is good as well. Good Tetley of course. Uh, on the Without bench, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, on the bench, we had Douglas, uh, Michael Gray, uh, Momosilla, Peter Maloney, Kennedy Miller. Kind of, which backs your point up about absolutely nothing on the bench it, that would got, make a difference, with the exception it, of Miller.
4: No, Sella came on. Did he not? Did Sella not come on? Not and, in, no, not in this game. Did they not?
1: No. Yeah, but even then you hardly you're not looking at that bench, including Lee Martin this time. You're not looking at that bench, thinking options. Mm. You know, you're not yeah. thinking. Yeah. Don't worry, lads. You know,
3: if we're starting a European game and we've got Lee Griffiths on the bench with the belly starting, you're thinking, well, something different, yeah, something can to change. shake it up a little. The only bit.
2: player I think Maloney, whenever he came on, it always felt like something could come. Even yeah. then, this was very mm. early
1: in his career, though. Um, That's true. This is. I, I was still struggling to forgive him at this point for, for that, that free kick in Seville <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to boil a guy's career down to <laughs> one free kick but that and then the corner do you mind yeah. how
4: kind of pleading you felt when you realised it was a free kick and yeah. you knew what he could do and you thought yeah. oh this could be it and then and then he get the oh. corner I mean
1: hit it a bit further you know why yeah. do you just knock it out of the park you know, yeah. see what either way
3: what, I one know. thing when you said about um, boil his career down see um, I, I heard an interview with him and he talked about how Seville haunted him and it still does like the fact that they lost a the vill. and I thought, Good <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> I I, I see no no soul, mate. You <laughs> have no
3: soul.
2: When, when i
1: haven't done that uh, thing at Lenox like, time, um I was up there and I seen him and you know I said hello and I was like oh Sean how you doing I was a big fan the last time I made a joke the last time I seen you was at an Amy Winehouse gig in Glasgow and he laughed away you know and I kind of he was smiling away and I felt like going you know what I'm not going to mention it (laughs) (laughs) given that one day aye Um, so
3: essentially what happened in this game was Celtic were resolute Celtic were really well organised and uh, then we took the lead
1: and then Stan Varga for can, some, I, can, can I just say for the Celtic goal um, all he can great career I know he's a great character
3: near post very uh,
1: poor goal he lose. Yep. don't get me wrong Tomo does really well but he heads it towards the near post that Cannes at
3: yeah
1: I know we say we don't get a lot of luck in Europe but um, the second goal the, the, the equaliser was uh, a
3: kind of ball kind of launched into the box uh, Varga Heads it into the air as opposed to heading it out to the side or putting it anywhere else. And Roy McKay sweetly strikes it on the volley. Roy McKay is kind of standing on his own. He he walks into it. The technique is excellent. It's it's quite a hit. It's a hit, yeah, Yeah, to be fair. I'm not taking anything away from the hit. But you you would have hoped there would be a wee bit of pressure. You also would hope that your centre-half wouldn't kind of... And it is tough because, as as Alan said, you're you're in the Olympic Stadium, it's pressure. But he does just kind of head it direction lens without a lot of direction of what, where it should kind of go and kind of falls to them so one each you think to yourself okay this is amazing talk me through the final goal uh, no,
1: yeah. <laughs> no I'm, I'm fine thanks <laughs> just no no i'm good no i talk genuinely um, I thought you turned your microphone off. I thought you were going to walk off.
4: <laughs> just it into the box and yeah. it goes into the net. Yeah, and that, that's exactly all there that. is to it. <laughs> that's exactly it's what it's what like works.
1: a glitch. I mean, I don't know if would plays FIFA, but it's, it's like it, a glitch. Yeah, it's like a glitch in the. That's the it. Um, what did you put for your knots again?
2: Headman, you plonker.
1: Headman, yeah. you. Plonker. I, I think you've been really nice there. PG version. Uh, I tried to I, stay PG this whole. At, at this point, though, i been thinking he. At this point, you know, we've got Rab in the bench this night. Mm-hmm. Do we take this guy out do we take this guy out of this
3: position? Um you know, do, do you know what it reminded me of? Uh Doris DeVries. Yeah.
4: Yeah. and that uh,
3: <sighs> a guy who the manager yeah you've been looking for something the manager's talked about how he wants the goalkeeper to do a specific thing. We brought in Doris DeVries, Gordon was struggling the, you know, struggling for form, brings him in and he just has an absolute nightmare on his on his
1: kind of European group debut and we he never recovers from it. But but then it, We take him out of that situation At that point You know I know he comes back in For Zenit And you know In my opinion um, If we have a goalkeeper In goal at, at that point We I'm not saying we go through But we're in a game Ah it's a game um, Yeah Whereas we're not Because of that And I think That's the difference there um, Whereas Headman, I don't know He gets another chance um, He gets another bite of the cherry And Well we we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Right.
4: Um, so I, I was going to say about Hedman though, he'd been really good in England. That's why I was so excited. That's what you no, know. You watching get, match the day, he didn't do any of that stuff. But and then, then again, it, it's one of those where
3: you know, he, was it, we got him from Coventry. Um, yeah, he was playing well, but it was kind of like, you know, he's still probably making clangers. Be- because they're not as highly well, publicized. No, do you know what I mean? I
4: think we would have seen it he was a rated kind of keeper. No, he, he
3: was, was, he was, he was the missing piece,
1: as you say. You know me; I like to bring my other sports in here and at least do it once a podcast. Um, the NBA finals have just finished, and Kevin Durant, who's plays for going to state Waters, he's kind of like the bad guy, right? Um, he's, he's Ian kinda, Durant's
3: cousin, of course. <laughs> he's
1: kind of like the bad guy, um, <laughs> he's and he he's went not. from a really small side to a big side, and now he's just a small cog in the big machine. Um, but he said. Um, talking about LeBron James who plays in a very small side and he's a big guy he said it's easy to be the star when you've got nothing around you um, whereas he's seen that from the position of actually he's a big star in a big team so it's easy for him. Yeah. Who, who won it? At Golden State So LeBron James did So, so coming, that, yeah. coming back to yeah. the Magnus Edmund thing um, <laughs> the point it really proves is that Magnus Edmund wasn't very good <laughs> and, the I stuff. Think, and i think that's what kevin durant was getting at to be honest yeah um so
3: i mean that was the kind of that was the first big game of the season uh the first big champions league game um we equipped ourselves really really well um and if there's one thing about celtic in europe they know they will uh, they learn from it they will always cut out individual <laughs> errors <letters laughs> <they won't> really <laughs> i mean read. looking back over the years that is true that's 100 yeah. true um i'll be i'll be honest with you paul you know that yourself um but obviously that game we did I remember taking a lot of solace from it I remember thinking okay um, we're kind of similar to the the uh, the Juventus game away from home
1: this is because this was before it kept happening yeah yeah. this was our second campaign this is when you were back you know first day of school thinking oh that boy slapped me in the back of the head Oh, I'm sure it was just a joke, anyway. <laughs> somewhere else, but he didn't. Listen, if and you, he what, bullied you for years on year on year, if you
3: want to talk after the show, um, myself and Paul and Dermot were happy to talk yeah. to
1: you. If so. the bully wasn't in the room, I'd be absolutely happy. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you, uh,
3: so you know that was the kind of first big game. That was the first uh, big game of the summer. Um, our abstract reference, kind yeah. Of, um, yeah. But so um we go from that to essentially a must-win game. Uh so we we, we take on Motherwell and um, we beat the, we, we dispatch them. I'm gonna say dispatch all the time now.
1: I I think you can only use dispatch in Europe or in cup competitions. I mean I don't mean a sidebar, you know, but mm. uh cup competitions in Europe.
3: Uh I'd like uh something else to say that's cool.
1: Pumped.
4: Well <laughs>
3: So we dispatched, it. Of, we dispatched it Motherwell at the end.
1: We scut it uh, No, scut it scud with a T at the end Mate, I'm, f- the I'm from
3: the suicide I'm heavy, mm. I'm pure heavy uh, <laughs> So we beat Motherwell 3-0 uh, we, we took on Hibbs, We beat them 2-1 away
4: from home Is this so, the year that uh, McFadden
3: came into the team? Uh, I can't remember McFadden would have been at Everton at this point We pretty what? much oh, was it oh, a year before we, Yeah, you we got because remember McFadden got capped under Barry Voges in the in, in two thousand and went to the Hong Kong trip and all that. So oh, yeah. at, at this point we bought Pearson because we didn't want to make the mistake again of not right, getting of not the guy getting McFadden, who's yeah. kind of I think that's what it would have been. Uh, so essentially we come to a game that you want to stay in the group. You got to win your home games. Uh, we'd had a terrific home record in our first qualifying group for the Champions League. We take on Olympic Leon. Dermot talk me through. Were you that? Were you at that game?
4: No, I don't think I was. Uh, well,
3: talk me through your experience of watching it.
4: Try even to remember. Oh, for
3: then.
1: fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what were you up to? I'm curious if you weren't watching this game. I'm suspicious. I must have watched
4: it. I was watching it. Who
1: knows what it was up
3: to. Great insight. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, Dermot, of course. Uh, so this Leon team, Paul yourself?
2: I watched... Uh, all these European games in Hubbards on Great Western Road. Okay. Which was a horrible pub um just below Clatty Pat's.
4: I quite liked Hubbards. Well actually, yeah, you, you went know, for uh, when you looking <laughs> back it was yeah. I
2: was absolutely honking. Like it was like folk in the toilets eating urinal cakes kinda honking. <laughs> um but we watched because we lived just in the roof of that, so we watched all these European games in there. Um I've got three things to say about this game. Talk me through it. The Liam Miller Show... Yes, oh, Christ, right, I know the game. Sutton, <laughs> yes, and Larson's assists, yeah. which is what you were yeah. talking about earlier, where he drifted out left and put in amazing balls, unbelievable. But the
1: Liam Miller header was really quite exciting. Do I take take up on that? That that is exactly. If you've got takeaways from that game, the first one is lovely. He kind of digs it out. The second one though, the fear and the defender, because he. Larson wasn't a player that took you on on one-on-one, really. I mean, unless you're Bert Conneman, you're not really worried about getting nutmegged or anything like that. The defender was very concerned about Larson shimmying and going one side, even though he's almost in the touchline, and the guy gives him space. And instead of trying to go by him, he just chips across right over the centre half, who's obviously thinking about covering. So, uh, without getting too tactical, he's thinking he's going to beat this full-back, I've got to cover, so steps off, and then Larson thinks it in the second goal was just an absolute piece of magic um this game i I, I was at this game so was I. and i always i would say that (sighs) recency always has a bit of a thing in terms of history as well but three huge games at parkhead for me 6-2 um this game um and i would say the barcelona 125th anniversary game um, probably, if you were to say right off the bat, three of your biggest games, I would say the atmosphere on this night was just especially because when you're winning three nothing, Leon at this time were a huge team as we Leon talked about really earlier, and to to be up. 3-0, cruising, playing some beautiful football was just... Well, we um, went 2-0, but still. It was incredible. I mean, the third goal was just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna going to keep going. I'm the, glad you did. It was, it was the third goal <laughs> for It was unforgettable.
4: The night. I mean, um, there were so many passes for you know the other one that we just outdid it for the third
3: <laughs> one. Exactly. <laughs> that that was that. It. Um, so let me just go through. I mean, you, I completely underestimated how good this Leon team was as well because uh and in goals I think a very very underrated
1: goalkeeper mm. yeah. uh, military haircut is that the fella that's the chap see, that a very very military
4: haircut see yeah. the amount of these players that went on. Well for this team to let, even bigger
1: let me talk, talk
3: you through it. Um Edmilson the centre half Brazilian so yeah uh Diara, Janinho, Elbear, Carrier, Revelier, Govu, Muller, yeah. Dorisu um, and then off the bench comes Sen Maluda, and uh, Sartre on the bench. Not uh, not, not sure on Paul. Nah. Um, but just a, a phenomenal t- t- talent, like balanced. Just a really, really well balanced team. Doris, who I think is one of the most underrated mm. yeah, uh, creative players that's been around of the last kind of twenty years. Say
1: Peggy Luyindila involved in that team.
3: Yes, he is. He came off the bench as well. He's a class act. Uh, so I mean that, that that team would go on to do some tremendous things uh, obviously Essie and Mel- uh, Melinda as well and <clears throat> just over the next couple of years amazing so you can't underestimate how big a result this was to keep a clean sheet against a team that had uh, Elber and Govu in it uh, too on mm-hmm. um, Giovanni Elbert I, I just want to. Also,
4: oh, Geninho used to regularly just kick the ball in from fifty yards. Well, you know I mean, we'll, we'll come to <laughs> that. We've well, we'll, we'll
1: seen what happened. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the same to get a clean sheet with a, a teammate like Magnus Hedman and goals as well.
3: Hedman, <laughs> uh, McNamara, Baldi, Varga. In fact, it's
1: the same team again. Coming a, a, a back to a the lifetime achievement award, those lads need. What I would say when is, did
2: Miller
3: come on? By the way, I can never remember. Did he come on like sixty fourth minute? Yeah. Right. He came on for Hartson and he scored six minutes later. And here's the point I mean, want to make. Uh, Miller's goal, um, I think there was about 25 to 30 passes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just kept the ball. And I remember saying to my sister and my brother-in-law, it was the whole, see what we do now where we keep the ball and uh, we're p- patient in possession and we choose the right time to step up and to make that final pass, as opposed to the old school, put it in the box sort of thing. This was for me the first time I'd ever seen Celtic do it. Patient, not rushing anything, which and it led to, in my opinion, one of the most uh, technically aware and intelligent goals we've ever scored at Parkhead. Right, um, it wasn't. It's not the best
4: goal we've ever scored, but just yeah. it was mature. But Anil used this goal to kind of justify um, he'd been calling for kind of patience for the fans in European yeah. games, and people were always kind of. Brain, you know, get the ball, go forward all the rest of it, you mind? Uh, was it a Boavista game? Uh, oh, yeah. Lennon getting booed for back pass and then stumbling over a pass a wee bit later when he uh, just because yeah. of the pressure of it and this was kind of Celtic growing up in Europe. C- Celtics fans. Celtic
3: and Celtics yeah. fans growing up and realising that, you know this is how we're this is how we going to succeed. This is what you've got to do because you will get beaten otherwise. Um, thoughts on that game overall, Paul? You're your, how did you feel coming out of this game? I was drunk at the end of the, <laughs> g-
2: the game. I was d- d- I, by the way, I was drunk at the end of all of these games. Of course. So, feelings. Um, Emotional. Yeah.
3: Um, Eating, did you have some uh, going the uh, Barbecue
2: Kings for Chips on the Way Back.
3: Barbecue Kings.
1: On Great Western Road next to the pub. Nice. Yep. I can, uh, there's yeah. a wee What tub. you should really be doing there is walking yourself down to Morelos I mean, I don't want you. Huh, that's f- quite funny. I have actually thought of that <sighs> before comical. There's probably a pun there about, you know, missing something. That was
2: a good kebab
3: shot, by the way. Or still is. Marielis is still there, isn't it? Down
2: next to the hugging Pint now. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, So, after this Leon game, uh, three points from two matches, uh, we then have the back-to-back with Anderlecht Um, Alan you'll be hoping to pick up six points of course
1: I'm optimistic Uh, I
3: fancy our chances Uh, so that was September So in in September we've had two Champions League games, again uh, Motherwell at home, hibs away I guess would be a tough game Um, but you know the end of September we are still second in the league, disappointing Uh, Rangers have full points Rangers are also in Champions League um, competition, they have a slightly easier group than we do Uh, 21 points, so Rangers have got full marks. Celtic haven't dropped any points since the opening day of the season, so end of September, Rangers are top 21, Celtic are second with 19. Hearts are doing very well, they are third with 13 points. Then it's Dunfermline, Dundee, Livingston, Dermot, sorry, but they're still in the top mm-hmm. six. Uh, uh, uh,
1: hearts um, under Levine, is this his His first spell? I think it might be. I think it is. Can you check that? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, um, Hibbs'
3: mother will come at the United, Aberdeen, and Thistle again. How how do you feel about that month? We've we've got three points at six in the Champions League. I Guess you would just be wanting to play your rivals, really. To and what would that lead to?
2: Um, you know, just to kind of see who really
3: is the, the top team in the division. And that would lead to four days after the Olympic Lyon game, where we've won on the Tuesday. That Saturday. We play Rangers at Ibrox. Talk me through it, Paul.
2: Uh, we win 1-0. Yes. John Hartson. Yes. With a pretty great goal. Um, Slight deflection. Okay. Don't you think? You want to take that away from Hartson? No, Fine. no, no, no. Um How I dare quite, I? quite a tight angle. And uh, right after half time as well, which is, yeah. not to sound cliche, but
1: a great time of score. <laughs> <laughs> in those games yeah you, you, you failed in your attempts there we, did, we had a lot of chances in that game as well though I mean we had a lot of, and that's one thing I noticed about the games this season generally against Rangers we miss a lot of chances we create a lot but we miss a lot which is sounds familiar goal. yeah that you know, can't be underrated
2: he was excellent he was the best player in that team yeah Van Clos by a mile
3: yeah I, I absolutely i completely agree if
2: they'd had Headman and Goal who knows
3: what would have happened? So again, October it's a short month. Um, month we've got internationals. We've only got four matches. Uh, we've got Rangers away from home, which, as Paul says, we won uh, 1-0, Dermot, talk me through this time. How important is it to win that first Old Firm game?
4: I think it back then it was it was vitally important. Uh, the league as it was, it was a case of you were both expected to be everyone else. Yeah. So it, the upper hand went to whoever could win the. Old firm games. Uh,
3: Is that why the Dunfermline game at the beginning of the season was such a kind of hard? No, two points of, to drop for uh, you know against Dunfermline. It's, it's a
4: bit annoying. It was more annoying because they'd thrown it the previous year, yeah, uh, and I kind of almost felt that actually it was your classic banana skin. We knew they'd thrown it, and then we were gonna go all out against us. And uh, I mean, the draw was bad, but my over riding kind of memory is that we were so much better than rangers when i looked at the teams i knew we were going to beat rangers when we played them you know it, it was just gonna in my mind at the time it was gonna happen we were gonna show we were better and it was always gonna be a two-horse race with us pumping everyone else yeah so as long as we beat them we were winning the league
3: with us dispatching everyone else Paul, oh of oh dear right. oh come
1: on but that's that's I mean, the last time is? we were on this podcast i think i made a impassioned argument for actually saying that you know, dropping points at home against teams like uh, Hibs and Ross County was par for the course because we were going on to better things and in reality probably we've got that luxury now whereas you look at this season um, we didn't have that luxury so, you know, not to go back and moan but just to head that argument and say, you know, we it probably the position we're in now we do have that luxury yeah. of being able to say well do you know what see if we can get bigger results and we can win the big games um, and then we uh, drop points here and there at that point actually three points against you know Livingston was as important as yeah. beating Hearts or Aberdeen uh, away because it was all three points. I, I think this that was right when
4: folks started talking about the pressure of becoming a Celtic player because you had to win every single game, yeah. Because Rangers were in no all likelihood going yeah. to gonna win all their games, so it wasn't you couldn't get away with a draw against any other team, and that was it, that was terrible. You're can, like, oh can, no, you're giving them you know, a chance. Can you
1: imagine going to Celtic Park in the old days and um, you know, turning up and there was a 0-0 draw against Comarm. Yeah, Goodness I saw me. all the 0 draws with Kelly this season. <laughs> dear Lord, <laughs> dear Lord.
3: Uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, we, we put a marker down um, against our biggest rivals for the title, the champions. Uh, we put a marker down. We win one 0 Paul makes the good point that uh, you, Paul and Alan make the good point that we do have a lot of chances, not opportunity um, in in these games. John Hudson scores the winner. Um, Terrific. It's a good start. Uh, the week after that, we play Hearts of, Heart of Midlothian at home, and we systematically take them apart 5-0. I know that was very Alan Partridge. It was intentional. Uh, and then it comes to... You know, when we, when we look at these Champions League groups, uh, th- we knew that, and we knew at this point that if we were wanting to qualify, we would have to take a point on the road. And... We come to Anderlecht away from home... And I want Alan Edgar to tell me his thoughts...
1: Well, you asked me before, obviously, we come on... um, Or, I think it might be a question... In fact, that's a very good point... I've got got it
3: lined up... Um, The question uh, comes from Paul... At friends on Twitter... Um, Taking out PSG and the Barcelona games... Do you think the away leg against Anderlecht was our worst Champions League performance ever? Down to 10 men early on, and we still shat the bed.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> put, pool, I think it was, expression so much. <laughs> I think we're looking at maybe about, what, 25, 30 minutes maybe, that they went down. I think it was two yellow cards. Yeah, it, um, it was. It was two from from, uh, from Paul? Quite, quite quite soft.
2: Um, Andre Lecht... I don't remember.
1: It was the cock. (laughs) Oh, the cock. Ah. Oh, right. That's
2: French for uh, the cock. I literally set you up.
3: (laughs) He talked about this before the podcast.
2: (laughs) I've got this great joke about Lecoq.
1: I mean, it's it's French for. If only only you had a chance to make that joke, you know know. would have been. Wow. Um, I'm going to go. I I don't. If if you're saying European performance, I, I wouldn't say it's the the worst European performance he says
3: he did say Champions League to be fair
1: Champions League in terms of expectation um, I think opportunity yeah chances in terms of going away and getting a result you'd probably be hard pushed to find another night when you think we could go away get a win here and actually make some progress I wouldn't and if you were to talk European wise I wouldn't agree but Champions League in terms of group stages Champions League proper I'd uh, probably hard pushed to disagree um, I don't think it was a Bad performance. I just think it was abject. Um, just one of those nights where actually you've became a wee bit accustomed to. Maybe not so much at this time, but actually one of those nights where you think, "All oh, right, okay, this but, uh, is this is the Celtic I'm watching tonight." Um, but it's always like, to...
3: yeah. See, see, the thing is, for, for me personally, you know. The first time we were in the Champions League, we had Rosenberg, and we blew that. You come yeah. to like the way where I'm not saying that we should God-given right to win or anything. What I'm saying is when it's nil-nil, and the the team your go, opposition goes down to ten men. A good, good side that, You I think. could at least get a draw out of it. Yeah, because um, all we really needed was to take a point. Um, uh, and it doesn't happen but then it, it continues to happen Copenhagen uh, under Strachan, um it just happens all the time Anderlecht uh, this season uh, at home is the yeah. one ironically enough that, that, that kind of almost killed us but I mean Derm- Dermot it was kind of a it became a development
4: Aye, it became I a mean it's a classic thing of slapping up against this or the lesser team so to speak so you've got a great performance against Bayern it doesn't quite happen um, and you're feeling quite confident uh, and I think the Rosenberg game sort of two years previously is just a perfect kind of example counterpoint to it yeah I mean it just wasn't going to be our night uh, and yeah in terms of progressing for the Champions League that's where Celtics are slipped up year on year you know getting it's root. funny
3: because you said at the start of this that we were a Champions League last 16 team and mm. always we kind of were we were, we
4: just didn't get the points that we should have had you we know. didn't get the points well, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, but, do you, you know? No, you no. no know I, I, I mean,
3: yeah, but
2: Alan's point is that, like, that nights like that's just happen. I think they, uh, they, 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 they'll continue to happen forever.
4: It's exactly. happened over and over again, Tazza, don't they? Where you have really good performances, sometimes not taking stuff away from games against the big teams, and then you play someone that's. But you know,
3: when we beat Spartak Moscow at home, uh, Spartak Moscow away, you mm-hmm. thought the curse is lifted, the curf- curse is yeah. broken, <laughs> and then we beat Anderlecht at home, uh, you know, uh, away, uh, and we we. Still, we qualify for European football, so maybe the curse is lifted. But you know that next season we're going to end up getting someone we should be away, and we probably won't. Yeah, it's in our psyche a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's going to happen forever, so just get used to it. Get used to it.
3: Um, the Celtic team that played that night was exactly the same um, as the team that played uh, the last two qualifiers. Jake, that's important
2: in the context of
3: having that team that's going to play every single time having a team for Europe essentially yeah well
2: you knew he he knew who he could trust well he knew who he thought he could trust he thought he knew who he could trust he knew he thought he knew who he thought he could trust and you know what he was wrong
3: Alan do you want to go and get a beer?
1: yes please thank you very much do you want to go and get one?
3: yep Cheers. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, at the end of... We, we, we then take on, after the Andalite game, which became so disheartening, um, just because, again, as, as all the kind of points we've raised before. Uh, but then we go and we play Aberdeen at home, and we bounce back. Uh, bounce back ability, Yeah, as Mr. Ferguson always talked about. Uh, we beat them 4-0. Um, so... We're making a we're making a steady progress on the home front. Uh, taking on Rangers, beating Rangers, uh, taking on Hearts and Aberdeen, who again are two big kind of scalps for us, and defeating both of them. Um, so at the end of October, uh, we are looking like end of October, we are five points ahead. Paul. End of October we're five points ahead. That's because we beat Rangers. Because we beat Rangers. Uh, You know what
2: I wish I'd done is look who they drop points to. I might do that right now. Okay, tell me.
3: Um, But in fact you can get it here. It should be um, there somewhere. Tremendous. So we're at the end of October and we are looking to really kind of punch ahead. So regarding Rangers, who did Rangers drop points to this uh, month?
2: Well after we dispatched them Yes! Uh, the two draws in a row, Motherwell and Livy. Livy? Yep. Dermot's favorite Dermot. team. Yep. Yep. Not yep. a surprise. So that's, we yeah. so that's why we were ahead by
3: four points. My correspondent here to my right-hand side. correspondent,
2: mm-hmm. Rangers correspondent. Rangers correspondent.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, you actually almost said it. <laughs> um, uh, so going into November, um, we are looking to... Build on that domestically as as we said uh, and we start off in our very in fact let's just look at what we've actually got in november november seems to be a month we've got two champions league games this is weird like i always remember them there being champions league games well the, yeah the champion the last champions league game is the, the 10th of december i guess actually um but we've got two we get two games in november um we've got anderlecht at home um, and we've got Bayern Munich at home as well. So previously, the previous campaign, you even though it's Bayern Munich, you would be looking to try and get the the, the, the full maximum points uh, at home, and then look to Leon to, you know, ostensibly get a draw. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we'll, Alan, I know you You don't, you know, you're you're excited. At, at,
1: at this point, I think, let's take me the Champions League side of it. At this point, we become, we're rolling on week on week. We're starting to motor where you yeah, are, you know, I don't know. Rocking it. Locomotive Glasgow. Oh. Sticking the coal in there. You know, yeah, we're going, we're going. And that's, see, to be honest, this team, that's kind of what this team felt like to me. You know, you... You just—they always gave you what you expected, and you almost had to kind of give them these big games to fuel them. But that's what it was, and I mean, obviously, twenty-five wins, whatever it is. But they were exceptional this season, and there was something fueling them. I don't know what it was, but it was the same—twelve, 12, 13 guys starting week in, week out. Week in, week out. Didn't, didn't matter whether it was a Champions League week or anything else. Um, so at this point, this is—I always remember this is a point when I. And I went to City about thinking we we're going to turn up and league game, doesn't matter who is. We're, I, going, I th- to, we're going to win comfortably. Mm-hmm. And it was the league and it was the Champions League games. You thought these are the big games, but you didn't, like we do now, rest guys. You didn't have that at this point. No. It was a case of Henrik would start on a Saturday. He would play on a Tuesday or Wednesday and then he would play the following Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was. There wasn't any resting at this point. You know? I, I, no think, you that?
3: I, I think that, you know, we're not going to, you know, Counteract. You know, we're not going to always go back to what we're doing today because we're focusing on this uh, season. But it's good to kind of compare and contrast. I'm quickly quick question for you, Paul. Do you think one of Brendan Rogers is? Do you think it would be better for Brendan if he had a consistent team in Europe, <sighs> or do you not want to count on a specific amount of players? Because obviously, it's a different different game, isn't it? It's, it's more so physical, it's- and also.
2: Uh, uh- it's about consistency in individual players as well, and a lot of Celtic players at the moment don't have that. Yeah, I think there are Excellent a handful in the team that who are currently who you can who are first names. So I mean Tierney, um, McGregor, definitely Scott Brown, Gordon, and Cham. Yeah, Gordon as well. Um, and even even though I think he's on the way out, Lustig, I would probably have him there. Um, Hello. But there are you know, like look at Sinclair for example. Even Dembele can just go missing in league games. You know, so yeah. I don't think you can really. I don't think that would work with this team,
3: funnily. Interesting point, and, and I think that's football, we can't emphasise enough how much football has changed. Um, if you compare the Bayern Munich team of this day to today, different worlds. Uh, but so, we started November with a 5-0 demolition. We call it the demolition time when we do- demolitioned Not remember that time? Away from home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> was this before yeah. that was a trademark? Oh no, dembolition. Something. Dembolition. Yeah, that is registered trademark yep. or rights reserve. We
3: self bolitioned. Come on, not can have probably nothing game to be honest. At half twelve on a on a Saturday. Um, so we had um, come on, we 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 defeated them. Then we had Andelect at home. Uh, Andelect at home. Uh, I'm going to start with start with you last time, Dermot. I'm going to start with Alan. Andelect at home.
1: This is the famous two nothing game, of course. <laughs> no, this was. Um, I always remember these games because my my seat was in the main stand, just to the right of the away, um, the, the away dugout. Maybe two sections and in, in the lower tier. And it was a great seat compared to I think probably where I am now. Um, it's a different seat, but it's it, it was great. Oh, we don't care at that. T- oh well. Wow. <laughs> personal inflections mean nothing clearly no, I'm um, joking I, I, and I just remember at that time they can, uh, the celebrations I remember scoring the goals in this game and our dugout at this time was it, it was there was a real fervour there was a real attitude to it there was something as if this was big you know even though yeah. we, we should have won this game we absolutely should have but it was as if they were punching back you know there was a real strength to it and the atmosphere that night it wasn't the same kind of loud park head as in I hope we get a result but seeing they scored that first goal quite aggressive it was really absolutely as if it was a punch you know it was we this is actually what we are you know we've got something here and I really felt it that night you know I feel that kind of that different atmosphere of no going in hope we walk on We your scarf up there hoping god I hope we don't get you know, we, de-
3: we, we deserve to be here and we're going to yeah. dispatch you and, and, and we have <laughs> a, it's
1: a cup competition you can see it thank you um, and it wasn't but it wasn't that kind of going and hoping you know it was actually when we scored that first goal it was like right okay grab the ball back up to the halfway line let's go again I really felt it That Dermot, you know, how much, it was very different
3: Dermot how much of that do you think was due
4: to the fact of the,
3: the game before we'd obviously lost to 10 man Anderlecht yeah
4: I mean I think it was it was a reaction wasn't it and it was uh, you know I mean the fans deserved a performance and I think the players as well it's a case of now we're you know we're better than this and we we deserve to be here yeah we'll show you what we're about Uh, I mean it's really good but it's again it's just so disappointing to split those points with Anderlecht yeah I mean all we needed was a draw over there so it, it was a great reaction in a way but the damage is already done I think that's classic with Celtic at times.
1: Um oh, who knows what will happen with these upcoming games <laughs> not? Know, know. <laughs> uh so um Celtic uh, again,
3: same team with the exception of Miller, um McNamara Baldy, uh, Larson, Sutton, Hartson, Agath, Lennon, um Vargas. Sorry. Who was it? Uh, I called him Agath. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I didn't wow. mean it was a it was a genuinely mis- did genuine mistake Didi uh, right. Didi D D fine. Uh uh, Miller was there um, he was in for Alan Thompson um, Paul what's your thoughts on this game I remember Miller being absolutely brilliant in this game again he scored two uh,
2: he scored one right um, of course like without uh, the cock
3: go on go on go on to that
2: to which it. is French for the cock <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> good uh, Done well Wah. <laughs> like he Alan's like, done well. <laughs> well yeah, he, he, if he was your teammate, he'd like you know, tap me in the back during a football match, like, on yourself, <laughs> terrific. Um, also,
2: um, can we show a bit of praise for Magnus Hedman who saved the penalty? I of, of course, um, double save as well. Yeah. I think. Well, you
1: know, or was it? <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
3: Alan's torn Alan doesn't want to give
1: payment. I, I didn't think we were going to get this this early, but there's a couple of things with me with Magnus Hedman. Okay, and your dad loves him I'm led to believe. yeah <laughs> Okay, he's got a lot of answer for him. Uh, um, he does save the penalty yes he really makes a hash of that second save <laughs> and in reality it could have really cost us that goal um, because if you remember and go back to it he dives across saves the penalty he should really palm that out Yeah. now that at this point because you know we're winning the game is fine however that very point and how he reacts to not saving the first you know option will come back into play potentially at a later point Leon mm-hmm. I don't want to dive straight in there but Janino yeah. hits the bar right Magnus Edmund throws himself to the ground yeah. when it's in the fucking air yeah. and then decides well I've not saved the first one there's zero chance of me getting anywhere near the second one even though Elbert is, I don't know, 10 yards out? Maybe yeah. 11 yards that, out? That, that one is... Ludicrous. That he, he, he takes himself out the game. Um, so, <laughs> an answer to the question, should we give Magnus Edmund any credit? No. no, <laughs> if i <know. laughs> um, The, the no.
3: This is the famous story where Alex Ferguson came up to have a look at Vincent Company, who'd just kind of broken into the Anderlecht team. Uh, he's, he's, you know, Anderlecht uh, obviously being Champions League team. company's there. He's a big prospect and it's not company that catches the eye, it's Liam Miller. And this was the game that Alex Ferguson saw Liam Miller and thought, I'm having him. Unfortunately we couldn't get a transfer fee for him because he was out of contract and unfortunate. You know, God God bless Liam Miller. He's he's obviously passed away now at such a young age. Um and a lot of people will turn around and say, you know, he didn't fulfil his his potential, which I can I can almost see. But as Paul just said this is another game where Liam Miller was a star in the Champions League. There's not many people that can say that, um, and so I, I, I really would have loved to have seen what he could have became if he'd stayed five or six year, five or six years with us and then kind of moved on. Yeah. But essentially, uh, it wasn't to be. Um, but these two performances, Anderlecht at home and Leon at home, to see a 21 year old come into the you know we've not seen it since uh, Keon Tierney. <laughs> to an extent. Kim yeah. um, Toney hasn't obviously you know, done directed traffic the way Lee, the Liam Miller did in this but game. he scored against Man City. But he scored against Man City. Um, so this was the game that kind of puts us in a position where if we get anything against Leon we're going to qualify? No. Shit. We've got the Bayern Munich game at home um, So after the Landerlake game We've got Dunfermline um, And Dundee the, the, This is high scoring every single week yeah. So November 5-0 Then we play Anderlecht, November um, against Kilmarnock 5-0 away from home Then we play Andelect and it's 3-1 uh, Then we play Dunfermline 5-0 at home Dundee United 5-1 away We've got the Bayern Munich game. The final game of the season uh, of of November is Partick Thistle. It's a 3-1. I mean, that's what? 5, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 goals in six games. With only three conceded. And two of them are Champions League games. The Champions League game against Bayern Munich. Dermot,
4: thoughts? Yeah, take it. You know, it's Bayern Munich. So... That was okay, you know. I, I think Bar Munich. You've got to remember they were kind of Champions League uh, finalists, sort of two years in a row. Yeah, they were just out of this, out of the world at this team at this time. I think you're right that the team didn't quite click, but they were outstanding, and you know we put up a really good, good show against them. Uh, the we
3: should have won this game though. Yeah. On the balance but, of chances,
4: yeah, but at the same time,
3: but I'm not, I'm not arrogantly saying we should have won. What I, I mean, is we on the balance of chances, we probably should have.
4: I, I don't think you can kind of sensibly say that we'd expect to take three points off Bayern Munich at home. Really, I think if you're looking at the the points we're going to pick up before it starts, you know, draw with them at home, beat the other two teams at home, and then take something away against both of the other two teams, and that sees us through quite comfortably.
2: And that seemed like a like a pretty good expectation as well yeah
4: yeah you know yeah no no i'm but i'm not saying we i
3: expected this to win and what i'm saying is having looked back at the highlights now um because we i will tried to get the actual yeah. full games and um, the highlights we had a uh, Bayern munich certainly chances but we had three or four not edge chances but chances we could have maybe taken the lead from but yeah. I, I completely get your point i, I we, think
4: it's very hard to realize when see if, we if we were to score against Bayern munich are they going to step up a gear? Because I think they were that good that they they probably could respond quite quickly if we, if we got a goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was happy with it.
1: I think at this point we were quite a force to reckon with um, at home. Obviously the season before we had some marquee results. Um, and I think this is probably the zenith of Celtic at home. In, in, Europe, in Europe. In the Champions League. We people talk about that now, um, but it's a memory, it's not. But this is the point where actually coming to Celtic Park, making the atmosphere that was something. Um, so at the time, and on the balance, I play on the night absolutely. I think you, I remember coming away, I remember getting into my uncle's car after, and it was me, um, my old man, my uncle, and my brother, and just kind of thinking, opportunity ex- missed, exactly. Opportunity you know, missed. that kind of. That wee sharp intake thinking, you know, that might come back to haunt us. I mean um yeah, it was it was a bit disappointing. But then you take a wee step back and think, well actually, you know what, it's buying at home. You'll get caught up in it. Um exactly. It's similar to, you know, some feelings I've we have had under Brendan, you know, some games buying this year that we'll mentioned Um at home. W- uh, well, no, actually. British mentioned glad back home. I thought we were dreadful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, uh, I think expect-
3: expectation going into sorry, the game. absolutely. Well,
1: I think the expectation going into this game though was that it would be a hard game, and then coming out of here, I actually thought, well, you know what, Bayern actually been a bit powder puff, and yeah. we maybe could have got something. Whereas going into British mentioned glad back, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, we can't lose this game, and mm. we get played off the park. Um, Paul,
3: thoughts on this game, the the Bayern
2: Munich game at home? I can't remember much about it. If I'm being honest with you, um, good time at the pub, aye. I, uh, I think though, remember after it we would have been chatting and thinking that it would be quite easy to get something from the Lyon game that's because... I think
3: the confidence coming out of this thinking <laughs> well all we need to do now is to yeah. get some sort of result in Lyon um, my final point on the Bayern Munich game was that uh, I was be- behind the goals um, at the Lisbon, Li- Lisbon Lions stand um, that's where my seat was uh, no Jockstein sorry oh, no one cares
1: Chris no one cares where your seat is.
2: oh, how does that feel?
3: Do you know it feels bad? <laughs> and I've yeah, I've I learned. My, they call that a
1: bum I've learned my lesson.
3: You've you've taught me. But my main my main point from watching that game was uh, for corners, um, Michael Ballack being massively bigger than Bobo Baldy, like huge, like the biggest frame you've ever seen. I remember because in that at that time Baldy was you know it was such a unit and like every time you'd see you'd look at corners and depend you know Saviola which we'll come to later on Saviola against Bald eight corners and stuff it's like you know a, a, this man mountain versus this wee guy and stuff um, even kind of averagely big players but Balak eh, dwarfed uh, dwarfed is dwarfed the right word when yeah, you make the other guy look small that. absolutely he's, yeah, he's yeah. just a you he's don't just giant
1: a, them he's just a broad big Balak no, that's
3: true he's a broad big, yeah. broad, big Balak uh, of course yeah. um and No, but that, that was my kind of massive takeaway from that, that just how big Balik was. And uh, it was Bayern Munich. It was unlucky. Um, but you're coming out of that game frustrated, but you think to yourself, one Champions League game left. You're, you're confident, Paul? Yeah, well, you think you can at least get a draw. Yeah. Which would have been enough. You're, you're looking would've at Joe. I mean, yeah, a draw would have been enough. It might be enough. So Sorry, Alan. I fancy, fancy going to do it, aye? Yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna was
1: it was going to happen. Was it the
3: Sure. (laughs) Uh, So coming out of the uh, end of November, Celtic are top of the league. Um, 14 games played, 40 points. Rangers are behind Celtic, five points behind Celtic. They dropped any points?
2: Not in November.
1: Not in
3: November. So it's a strong month. I mean, Mm, that
1: just. Spoiler alert. I mean, we don't drop points until. Was it March? Spoiler yeah. it, I mean, the the listeners are clever, Chris. Twenty five <laughs> game <laughs> unbeaten run, they're gonna work it out. Shut up, Alan. I hate you. No, I'm just it's incredible what you like think can victories you, we, in we go row. through this whole period though. Yeah, I know, I know it's November, December, January, February, and we don't Drop in fact it. we don't actually lose a game I
3: mean, It's coming.
1: I mean I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know when we lose uh, a game.
4: Tenth of December. Yeah. yeah. does is remember
1: Chat of unbeatables at this time. I don't no. remember I anything don't like that. I don't at remember
4: this point. either. I, d- I don't remember folk ever talking about. That's <laughs> This is not you know the, know the same year Arsenal. As, exactly. It? Yeah, yeah
1: three four. Yeah. Uh, the, the Arsenal Invincibles goal, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, no, I, d- I don't recall any point at ever being mooted that it would be a thing.
3: Well, the season we did the two thousand and one two thousand and two season, we only lost one game, and that was to Aberdeen. Yeah. So. Is that, that a thing at, then? then it, or? That, that was at Christmas
4: as well. So I, I don't have really a be,
3: been a thing until that first season um, under Brendan. Um, so going into December, uh, we start quite, we get a nice easy Partick Thistle um, away uh, in the League Cup. So the League Cup's kicked off. I'm sure we'll do very well there. I
1: fancy chances. Mm. <laughs> the message on the cards.
3: So this is where December is um, the massive game against a Leon. Um, away from home and I'm going to start with this one so this was the game where I th- you know we were all kind of sitting thinking this is our chance to qualify for, for the next round of the Champions League um, I also thought if we qualify for the next champ- round of the Champions League there's no stopping us Paul I just I had that in my head there's no stopping us we're going to win the bloody thing I thought this is a Ville Mark too. Um so because I'm an idiot <laughs> So Celtic went to Leon, and here's the team. Um,
1: you should have read the team out before you said yeah. how Who's you the thought goalie? were going to win it. Okay.
3: Here's the first two names on this team sheet. Uh, Magnus Hedman, Michael Gray.
1: Blimey. God, he's a tough time. Stan Varga. Uh,
3: Varga's still there. Uh, Mialby plays. So we've got a back four.
1: Mialby plays this early. I'm very surprised at that.
3: Mialbi essentially plays at left
1: back. Oh. That he, that must have been just... Sorry, sorry, oh, right great. back. Michael Gray. Yeah, Michael He Gray. must have yeah, come back very... That must have been an early kind of comeback mm. from injury in terms of... I don't think Johan played many games before this. No.
3: Mialbi was also captain because there was no McNamara, so McNamara must have been injured. Uh, so Mialbi at right back. Baldy, Varga, Michael Gray at left back. That's mental. That your two full backs being uh, just recovered from injury, centre half, mobile um unmobile Johan be playing it right back, Michael Grey, who just wasn't fit for purpose. Um then a midfield, is that right? Fit for purpose. Yeah, but Yeah. Usually you're just
4: talking about the post
1: office or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A poor service. Government yeah, department yeah. or something. Yeah, it's yeah. fair What's enough. In a, I'm a, I'm Banks a, are too big. They're I not know. fit for purpose anymore. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm no. a wordsmith. The home office. Uh, <laughs> so then we've got, in midfield, we've got Miller, Lennon, Sutton, and Petrov. Petrov,
1: we get very, very... I, na- I can't believe we went this long without mentioning Stan Petrov. Sorry.
4: I think this year was really when Petrov... Those, that hair, aye, but he just pushed on to become such yeah. an integral part. He yeah, amazing. But so highlights. If
3: yeah. you look at if you look at this team, um, I know we're not doing massive tactical analysis on these games, but you've got Mialbi, who's a centre half at right back, and in front of him you've got Liam Miller, who's essentially a central midfielder, and on the left hand side you've got Michael Gray, who um, you know ha- hasn't played much this season, and you've got Stan Petrov, who is. Again, going to be drifting in very, very narrow midfield, um, but it's essentially a four-four-two, and we've got Hartson and Larson up front. Uh, the Leon team—it's uh, terrific. It's just terrific. It's just a terrific team. Um, essentially, talk me through the first goal, uh, Paul.
1: Um, I can't remember. Like what, else. what was the first goal? Yeah, Alan. Yeah, I think the first goal is... Elber. The, it's the only goal Janino doesn't score, but he kind of does. So um, he takes a, He yeah. takes a free kick, hits the bar. Magnus Edmund, I don't know, <laughs> throws his gloves off and decides to run about 30 yards yeah. out to the touchline. <laughs> um, never to be seen again. Um, and Elber manages to kind of put in no. the, um, the rebound. But it... As a goalkeeper, there's a couple of things you're taught as a young goalkeeper. Now, <laughs> I'm not a high level goalkeeper. I may surprise people. Um, however,
4: are you a goalkeeper? Uh,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> that's <laughs> not surprising. just not like a young keeper. Yes. But um, <laughs> the the thing is, don't sell yourself. Don't um, commit yourself to something. And he, he is never getting there. See that free kick. It's genuinely see if that hits the underside of the bar and goes in no issue Um, but he doesn't and he's never getting there and by the time he dives it's already hit the bar and went wide he looks to me in this moment like a goalkeeper who is out of his depth who should not be playing at that level level. Um, and his recovery time and his scramble time which is a phrase that goalkeepers use his scramble time is really poor as well because he doesn't get himself up and back in Um, he might not save it even if he does get up in a decent time but it does not give a good account the... of himself at this point in the game. However, we've still got a good, you know, amount of time left <laughs> so in well this game. So I have high hopes that Magnus Edmund will recover his reputation.
3: So Elbert takes the lead for, for Leon. Um Celtic don't capitulate though. Um, and John Hartson equalises. Do you remember this goal?
2: Uh, I watched it today. Um, I can't remember anything about it. I
1: can't either. don't le- 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 thing I can
2: remember le- this game is the
1: how it ended yeah <laughs> yeah leon are very poor defensively as it goes yeah i mean i don't know if you guys remember the goals as well but um we don't really score the goals they kind, kind of yeah, give, give them away, away. Yeah. So, so, which annoys yeah. me because it ruins what? that fantasy of us saying we never get any luck or we always play against teams that Harson kind
3: of comes on the right hand side and just kind of slides the ball around koopy oh yeah it's koopy Um Coopy and it's a very un like goal um, he kind of slides in from right hand side and just kind of bends it around. Coupe. Um as you see, defensively, uh, Leonor all over the place. Then Janiniu makes it two-one with a goal that can only be described as bastard. That
4: was the thing about Janiniu, though, wasn't it? He was just
3: not that goal. Don't, I know, no, but don't he was—he
4: was involved with everything. You know what I mean? He could this this goal right
1: this, this is lottery material this is one of those ones somebody scores against you you tell him go and buy a lottery ticket tonight because your luck is in I mean this is this is yeah. uh, this is a passback yeah genuinely it's it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, a he was a great player and I always remember he was one of the most gifted set piece takers I think probably I could ever remember I think he's the best um,
4: set piece taker I can remember uh, I, I, I would
1: struggle well, this though um
3: This isn't him at his best. This is him having a shot. uh, Uh, This is, this is, because I remember,
1: I remember Lee on the the night as well. They weren't free flowing. I mean, we talk about all the great players had. They weren't final all They weren't hammering us and moving the ball well. This is a guy picking a ball up. Rattling it. Maybe 30, 30 35 yards out and firing it. That should be, that should, that's one of those ones a goalkeeper doesn't even catch. He palms it down and waits for some a striker to come and press him because he thinks we've got this team yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but this is them almost
3: kind of running out of ideas because we're, we're so defensive, defensively organised. We're doing really well. It's one each at this point. This is the 52nd minute. He's thinking I'm going to just have a dig here. And it goes in when it shouldn't have and we're looking at, you're looking at Rab Douglas now thinking,
1: do you know what? He wasn't actually that what, bad. What, yeah. what What gets me about Hedman is he's not even close to it. I mean... It doesn't, A, it's 35 yards out, or maybe 30, let's be generous. It doesn't hit the side netting. No. It doesn't even hit the back of the side netting. This goes straight in. Now, I think the commentator, in, I think, tries to claim there's a deflection. There's not. There's yeah, no there's no, well. there's no deflection. This yeah. is straight in. And Headman just, he just, he f- throws an arm out late on, but he's just nowhere near it to Celtic's absolute credit Chris Sutton scores another kind of
3: weirdly oh, very poor goal very poor goal from Leon's point of view um, and Sutton being Sutton just slots it away it's the 75th minute Paul it's two each we're going through how are you feeling how's the pub this is
2: this is the thing my memory of this game was the pub was absolutely rocking, bouncing. Yeah, because of course it is. You're like, right, we're gonna we're gonna fucking do it, we're gonna do it, we're totally gonna do it. This guy, wee stinky, is there? Who's drinking a drinking stinky? Tub. Of course, uh, he was called wee stinky because he smelled like Jobbies. <laughs> uh, he was getting <laughs> more ballistic by the minute. Um, the Loudon tavern gets quite busy. In the last days. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he is now. Probably eating urinal cakes in the toilet. Uh, so all we, of a sudden we call that a callback in the business uh, ball comes in speculative you could say yeah into the penalty box and you think yeah it's fine it's going to just meander out Bobo's Bobo's going to cover this quite well he does <laughs> it does ball goes out you think for maybe a corner and a bit of commotion everyone
3: turns away to go to the
2: well it's just like time passes and you're like right what's happening bit of confusion and then you realise that he's given ref is given a penalty for it and at that point, I remember going, well, that's what it? it. Aye, because it's Juninho and he's, the way he strikes the ball is just absolutely incredible. And, and there's no way he heads
4: it. <laughs> it was never a penalty. No. I mean, he headers it. I think it I was mean, a penalty. Bobo's know, arm's think. up, right? I mean, yeah, but he, I mean it's I think up in you, but it's the momentum.
1: most yeah. unnatural and position that a centre-half could ever have his arm in. I, I no, didn't. I think it was I, a penalty. At the time, I didn't think it was a penalty. On the but cold light like of day the back, now, I like by it's 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 a penalty. I
3: mean, why, he has arm, he he's got
1: his arm out. He jumps. Is he, why is he even got his arm up there? I mean,
3: it's going to hit him yeah. in the chest if he just. It might. It's not even going to hit him in the chest. I don't think it's going in. It's, so
1: the argument, his arms up there before he even strikes it. So it's not a case of. It's not as if he's trying He's not, thinking, trying to, he's not yeah. put it up there to it's say st- yeah. I'm batting it away. You know, he's no way uh, You know, he's no Andre Guadala. For the Golden State Warriors. I know everybody's loving it. Yeah, you know, Basketball. The, the, you Ball. know exactly what I mean. But he's he's not putting his arm up there to swat it away. His arm's up here. I mean, for reasons. Well, God knows. knows why. Um, but I, I, I probably think it was a penalty. Right? And as Paul says, hard yes. though. But I mean, Martin he was pulling his head out in the touchline. We all remember that, probably that image him. He's Literally, yeah. I mean, Literally, that I, I, I can sympathise with it now. But you Celtic in Europe. Can't, he, how can he justify that?
3: Celtic in Europe under Martin O'Neill, um, it all comes down to individual errors that cost us almost at every point where we go
1: out. This campaign alone, we look at what we've talked about tonight Varga, Headman, Baldy. Headman and Baldy, absolutely. <laughs> Stan Varga. You still got Stan
3: Varga, I think. Um, and it just it comes down to individual errors, and we go out, and it's really tough to take because um, Leon topped the group. Um, they have they win three, they draw one, they lose two. Bayern are second and nine points. I mean, Bayern only get nine points, for goodness
1: sake. Two wins. Nine, point, nine points should be enough, though. Eh? Yeah. That'll always see us yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, if we ever get nine points, we'll always yeah. be fine. <laughs> we
3: get nine points every year, other than this year, <laughs> and we still don't go through. Uh, Celtic and Anderlecht fight. I mean, Anderlecht, how did Anderlecht finish on the same points as us? Do you know what I mean? We were so much better than them in that one game. <laughs> 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 that should count for everything. Uh, but yeah, so we drop into the Europa League. and, uh, Sorry, UEFA Cup, of course. Oh,
1: and you know, Back in the days when it was glamorous.
3: So, you know, we drop into the UEFA Cup and uh, the draw will be kind to Paul, of course. You the draw will be kind. You would think. You would think the draw will be kind. Who did we get, Paul? Uh, Teplice. Is that how you say it? To place. That's nah, the Tepliche check police. team, yeah. right? Yeah. So we get to Tepliche. And um, I think... That fought. was a kind draw. Yeah. yeah you're yeah,
1: like, I, finally, yeah. you know. <laughs> yep. I'd say we just skip by this whole draw so that we can make it seem as if it was a really hard draw and just say we got Barcelona right away. <laughs> no,
3: because la- the, the, the year before, obviously, we dropped out and we got Valencia. So this year we actually did get, kind of... Get who, did,
1: who did we get the year before? Valencia. Oh. Um, shut up.
4: Are we doing that Valencia? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing it properly. I don't know.
1: Should you not be doing a Skype live from the Spain camp uh, for the World Cup? Sorry. Are you thinking about it? I'm looking at you because yeah.
4: I want you to bart him for me. No. Well, partly I'm got persipersi- the pronunciation, though,
1: it. so it's, it's worthwhile uh, considering. Uh, half yeah.
3: right. I love a Valencia Orange. <laughs> <laughs> orange. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, unfortunately, December, s- we go out of the League Cup um, 2 1. Here's a little bit of a uh, 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 anecdote. I've worked in a bar for two days. Two day, I worked two days in a row. And uh, this, when Celtic went out 2-1, is this the second day of my two days working in Falchia on St. Vincent oh, Street. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, the second day was
1: horrible. Seven pints of Harplager. Lager, harp yeah. lager yeah. yeah. It was cheap. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was cheap.
3: Um, sure. um, but it was... Uh, so the first day I was there, it was like... Uh, so this was on the Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Bell, so
1: Hibsby is, so surely there would be other... You know, no, this was on the this was on touch. this was on the
3: Thursday and on the th- uh, on the Wednesday there was like, a couple of people. This is how you pull a pint, Chris. You ever pulled a pint? No. Here's how you pull a pint. There you go. There you go. Give it to the guy. No worries. And on the th- on the Thursday when I turned up for my shift, there was 40 billion people in the bar, and I walked in and we like, "Hi, my crap, like it." It was just it was awful. I wanted to leave like straight away, but that was our kind of only sort of domestic defeat. Um, no, it's not our only domestic defeat, but it's our. We're out of the league cup essentially, so it's the first. If, if nothing else, it's uh, taking us all out of taking another distraction away from us. The league cup at this
2: stage was really pointless. Yeah, well, I think Sorry, the see, I cup, I
1: think yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not so. Sure. I think the league cup would be more pointless now that it's done in November. Um, I like that it's done at the start of the season now, but. I don't know, I, I've got a lot of great memories of the CIS, this is what it, I'm assuming it was still the CIS Cup at yep. this time, yeah. um, I remember the midweek game against Rangers where we played in the CIS Cup semi-final, Larson chipped the ball over, I think it was Bob Malcolm and then oh, Lawson, yep. I don't know, I always thought the CIS Cup, see because it was towards the end of the season, I think it was always a March final, Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, it was, I think. If at this point it was quite a big thing and I don't know. But y- it, it you was always wanted to be involved. It
3: was a November final before. But it was all yeah. It was, it was always, always a
4: November final for years, and I was a when they moved and it March. And then they, March, yeah, then
3: they it? shifted it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you think that gave it more relevance? It was
4: better having the big final, kind of. Well, not the big final, but the like Snidey final in November. So it was a bit. So there was a bit, snidey. Snidey yeah, was, so was a bit of excitement. I liked like the play against Aberdeen. And if you're going to do whole pre, season part
1: of preseason thing, which is what they do now. Then play the final in November. Absolutely. And you know what? If you're going to play a domestic final in November I want to be there, definitely but you think if you're going to play a final in, November, eh, in March I want my team to be there um, because oh, March, I want to be there. March, March, April, May, I, I get it in November as well, I, I, I'm kind of saying the same thing either side but there's a different perspective and I think you look at the tournament differently and I think again, not going back to too much about what Brendan Rogers says but he did mention that Um, it was important for the last two seasons that Celtic did win the the Betfred Cup um, because it was validation for them because they were playing really well at the start of the season, both seasons and it was really important that they got some sort of, uh, as I say validation from it and that they seen the fruits of the way they were playing and said, particularly in the first year, they felt that that was really, really important Um,
3: Yeah, I mean it's an... uh...
1: Aye. I, I think there's a lot of...
4: the Diddy Cup.
3: Honestly, let's be honest. Well, I girls. think the, I the don't significance think players, Because you know, yeah.
2: obviously we're going for the triple, treble, triple... Because yeah. the Ronnie used to call it the triple, right? So let's call it the triple, triple. <laughs> uh two. It'd be great to win it this year, right? It was great, yeah. to, it was great to win the last two years, but really, like, would you not rather get an extended run in Europe?
1: Aye. Well... I think, but then, I think you could say the same about the league or the Scottish Cup as well. I don't think professional football players know the difference between a Scottish Cup final and a a league cup final. final. Genuinely, I really don't. And I know that we as fans think where the Scottish Cup final is the last game of the season. I don't think football players really look and think, well, this is only the Betfred Cup semi-final. Or it's the William Hill Scottish Cup semi-final. I really don't think they see that. I think they can look at a European game and go, this is a big game. This is different, yeah. But I think everything else, other than probably Rangers games, I think it all falls into the same. So, I don't like this idea that players decide to play in games. I've seen guys, especially guys like, and, I mean, I don't know if any, you know, you maybe been to a couple under-20s games or whatever, or friendlies. Some guys kind of switch off between a competitive game and a friendly game. Or, between training like I said on the last yeah. podcast some guys go into training and they go through everything they fight for everything like it's a last breath and it's because they're and that's all they know and I think we, you get some football players can switch off and some that really can't I think the guys that we all tend to love your Scott Browns your Kieran Tierneys your Larson's your Sutton's they don't switch off for training sessions because they don't have that ability to say Right, okay. I'm not going to win. Gonna, I'm not going to try too hard in this game, but see, tomorrow I'm going to try really hard because I think
3: they just don't train. In.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, well, not to go back, it's muscle memory, you know. Oh, yeah. American right. sports. It's you put that person in that same position time and time again, and they will do the same thing, whether it's shooting a three pointer time and time again, or whether it's being in the box receiving the ball, like Stan Petrov this season, continually finishing or driving on. I'd I just don't
4: think it happens I I don't think it makes that much difference though because just the CS Cup as it was who cares and the, the, the players should be trying to win it I'd be disappointed if they were trying to switch off a rest but it never mattered that much to me. Uh, it uh, always disappointed it, us when enough, they yeah. when they moved it to March. As, as it, the fin- it was, yeah, if the final was against Rangers, though, it would disappoint. Oh yeah, you. but that's the thing. It was you were always going to get a game against Rangers, just the way it was. We were beating generally apart from this year. You know, we were generally beating people, so we were going to come come up against Rangers in the semi final or, or the final. Most years, and that's when it actually it became something to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just Aside d- from this, yeah. actually,
1: <laughs> you know. there, there is a differentiation between obviously what it means to a fan and what it means to a player. Yeah. That's, that we should that come sense. back to
3: this um, at the start of this season because it's a really interesting discussion, but we need to kind of push on. December, um, just to kind of go over the results, two defeats, so out of the Champions League and out of the League Cup, um, still big goals um, in terms of 2 0, 2 0, 3 2 defeat, 3 2 victory. Two one victory. Sorry, two one defeat, two 0 six. So we're still we're still scoring goals and as as Alan says from a league perspective, it's a juggernaut. We just we just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Um at the end of a uh, December, we are a. Uh, We've now pulled ahead, we are 8 points clear of uh, Rangers, 18 games, 52 points. W- what did Rangers lose? lose?
2: Uh, they dropped points to. they get beat by them Fermlin, Lovely. But where was that? Flipping <laughs> exactly. a year ago. Where were those two
4: goals um, in May? So I take it Murray just uh, emailed Masterton or whatever he was called and says, nah, no, it's okay, <laughs> 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 payback time, you know what um, <laughs> I mean. all comes out in the wash, eh? Yeah.
1: Um, this is peak EBT time
3: yeah Yeah. yeah. so January 2004 um, we moved on to the new year Uh, again we're just rattling through um, but we start January 3rd of January with the game against Rangers at home it's a 3-0 victory um there's just no one matching it. us.
2: Uh, it's a really good game. This one, um, I think Petrov scored in this one. Yeah. Um, and he, I just, he hadn't scored loads in the first half of the season. Like he'd been really, he's played really well and been a big part of the team. But I don't think he'd put in as many goals as you would probably have thought. But um, he was just amazing in this game. Um, and it was of all the games against Rangers this season, this one was a, like an absolute thumping.
3: Yeah. It was more like a modern day <laughs> Celtic Rangers <laughs> yeah. match. Yeah. Um, Petrov himself got, uh, let me just check, Petrov got 10 goals this season, which, 55 games, you think thinking maybe of, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I, I think I, he was playing in different positions because of injury, etc. So he was playing wide sometimes. Um, but essentially, he was a driving force of that midfield. He was the energy. He was the Stuart Armstrong, if you will. <laughs> yeah.
2: Poor wow. man, Stuart Armstrong. It sure was,
1: he was clutch, uh, which is, uh, again, here a go phrase. He was clutch Stan Petrov to me Was the kind of guy That in the moment You needed him He was there The big games You needed him He was there He was a driving force For me He wasn't the type Of player that you know, he would Get his goals Against other teams But Stan loved uh, say, A game against Rangers Especially at Parkhead He loved it He was always up for it um, Some would call, call him Stan the man I wouldn't. Someone's <laughs> dad would call him Stan the man. Yeah. No, yes. that's that, No, that would be me as well. I, I <laughs> loved him. Uh, Stan for me was. Uh, I, you take Henrik out the equation. Uh, Petrov for me was. It was his energy. He,
2: he was my man, he was yeah. was just, yeah, his energy was, dy- he was dynamite. There you go, there's an additive for him I, mean, I think we've,
4: we've talked about Liam Miller coming into the team this year, but uh, Petrov was just. He was so good. That's this the year. evolution
3: of Petrov. This ah, is where he yeah, really I mean,
4: he, he just. More confident and sure of what he could do, and he bossed it more. He was developing
3: into the captain who would come before he left.
1: He he, he was a man in that team as well. Because, again, not to, but if you talk about other players and the way they talked about when they came into Celtic, obviously Thompson, Lennon, Petrov was a young boy at the time, and we've all heard the kind of great stories of him and the Burger Van, all this kind of thing. But see, at this point, Petrov is a, a key player in this team. He's his bigger player in this team as anybody yeah. else yeah and that's um, yeah they, and I think it's important to remember that and not just think of him as you know I ah, remember he came in as a young lad and we tried to sign somebody so he could be pals with him you actually have to remember he was a man yeah and he was a big and, big player and he was playing again. at the highest level also there, there. <laughs> I mean Patrick Roberts tried it this year it didn't quite come off for of Patrick the same way I oh, mean how bad did it look yeah, so I mean, it was oh just no, it, was was, was glorious. Yeah, yeah, it was glorious, glorious. Even, even then,
4: it was terrible. I mean. I it just looks so kind of Eastern European, it, and I don't it, want to be racist, but... you not. You know what yeah, I mean? I love the like, fact
2: that you Eastern European. I know, you know? but... It, it was just, a style uh, you just wouldn't have seen in Scotland. In I, yeah. Well,
1: you, be, you right? wouldn't see it in 2004, however, in 2017, it was all the rage.
3: <laughs> in so like. Vogue. Um, yeah. So, in January, we played Rangers. Uh, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen and Comanark in the league. 3-0... 1-0, 3-1, 5-1. So again, just absolutely an unstoppable juggernaut. Played Ross County in the Scottish Cup. Uh, we took them to task. Nice. 2-0. Thank you very much. Happy
1: with that one, Paul? Jonathan right. Sutherland over here. Yeah.
4: How crap really. were Aberdeen at this
1: point
3: in uh, time? Aberdeen, we are uh, garbage. They yeah, I mean, they we, we are uh, come the end of January Aberdeen were in 11th place Aberdeen had a yeah. 19 yeah. points from
4: 21 games just remember them being like yeah. for Aberdeen always being a big team this was really horrific for them this year they had a real real kind of
1: tough decade yeah, yeah. you know between the kind of mid 90s and see uh, oh yeah. when
4: Roy Aitken was in charge you know and uh, then was it Ebs, Ebsco, Scol- Ebb Ebb, S- Elfdell, yeah. Ebb, I mean it just Ebsco. got worse and worse and worse the Flying V about this time
1: no, I'm okay thanks
2: By the way you're slagging off Aberdeen but you won't be slagging them off in a few minutes How? Oh
1: yeah they uh,
2: well who knows what will
1: happen
2: <laughs> no. I mean you might not be slagging them off in a couple of minutes just let it let, let it, it gestate let, let it, it flow let
4: it evolve you what will where? Jesus I don't have any of these bits of paper so there oh yeah
3: okay. <laughs> well maybe you should have printed done some research Anyway, um, I, did, I actually left it. I know pub, you did, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, no, so, I didn't. I
4: wouldn't abuse company.
3: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so coming into February, we've got, again, league-wise, uh, Dumfermline 4-1, Dundee United 2-1, Partick Thistle 4-1, Livingston 5-1. Um, we've got Hearts in the Scottish Cup, and we uh, we absolutely battle them 3-0. Um, away from home, so it's at Tyne Castle. Uh, to Teplice, to I don't know how you pronounce it, no disrespect to anyone who's from there listening to the podcast. I <laughs> don't know why I listen to a Celtic podcast. Um, but 3-0 at home. because they
4: watched this game. They fell in love with us. Absolutely, you
3: know? it's true. Um, it's hashtag Celtic to police family. <laughs> Um family. But the tie was over at that point. 3-0 at Celtic Park. Yeah, but I don't remember this being... I don't remember this tie at all.
2: I, I don't remember it. I can't remember it. It
1: wasn't like... Is this This is the way leg I remember it actually is, we Yeah, so we talked 1-0. about before. So yeah. we we went 2-0 up
2: quite early. I think it was Larson and Sutton. And then... And then we scored in the bit, just like yeah, corner last, at the end. Yeah, last kick of the ball base or last head of the ball Henry, to make 3-0. And then at the field you'd think, alright, okay, yeah, we're probably going to progress because if we play the way we can away from home against this team we're going to be alright.
1: But they had put out did they not put out Leverkusen and someone else? They put out Leverkusen, yeah. And they put out them and someone else, and actually it was. so the Fainur, I think they, they'd beaten Feynard
3: in the earlier rounds. Right, okay. And Feynard were the champions.
4: Yeah. I, had Leverkusen not kind of. That team just disappeared, though, because Balak was at Munich. Who was the. Really N- nevertheless, guy. though, for Tepliche to put to them out. Considering yeah. we beat them 4 0
3: on, on aggregate. I'm sorry, 3 1 on aggregate. Maybe know. we'd have pumped Leverkusen. <laughs>
4: I'm just saying. I, I love
3: how, how he jumps game. from. Me. Well, I don't, well, yeah, I don't, I don't sure. have a response to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the end of February, we're still in the Scottish Cup. We are still in the UEFA Cup, um, and we are. Let me just see where we are at the end of February. We are top of the league. We've got seventy six points. This is February, ladies and gentlemen. Seventy six points after twenty six games. Rangers are now sixteen points in our shadow. Oh, thank God. Um who did they lose to in February? Drew
2: with Aberdeen, who everyone was slagging off a minute yeah, ago. Look at, guy. Yeah, what do you think now? And uh D <laughs> United beat him as well. That wasn't quite as big as the Aberdeen yeah. shock I thought yeah. was coming. To, yeah, I yep. thought yeah. the yeah. base Drew won one. one. <laughs>
3: uh, so at this point, listen to this though. This is this is March and this is this just shows you the pressure of this time and this campaign. So Wednesday, Sunday, Thursday we've got to police for the second leg. Rangers on the Wednesday, Rangers on the Sunday, and then Barcelona on the Thursday. And the to police games away from home, the Rangers games in the Scottish Cup at Celtic Park, and then the Barcelona games um, at Celtic Park as well. The Rangers game, we uh, 1-0. So 1-0 victory. Do you remember much about this game?
1: Stinker. Yeah. No, I remember. Is this the one Henrik? Yeah. Yes, it Scores is. The, yeah. Uh, the most un-Henrik goal ever yeah but all it shows is his diversity yeah his ability to score any type of goal so if you can take any positives from this game it's that Henrik was really really good um it wasn't a great game it was a bit stuffy and I think you get a wee bit of feisty at times but it, it was really really poor uh, I don't think there was a great deal of chances I wrote it, Bobo does an amazing Bobo-esque tackle on DeBoer
2: <gasps>
3: oh the tackle oh is that this game
0: Ooh, uh, wow
3: oh. Bo- Geez, Baldo so. make, Bo- Baldo. Uh, Baldy makes a tackle on, on <laughs> DeBoer and it's the most perfectly yeah. timed Tackled the Boer goes over. I don't even think the Boer claims the way you would in a game like that. It yeah. just kind its just absolutely puts his whole foot on the ball, doesn't even touch the Boer. It's absolute class. But this is this is a the Scottish Cup game. I, I, you know before Barcelona, this is massive. This is
2: see if this happened now, Celtic would be falling
3: apart. <laughs> 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 Dear God, can you imagine? I, 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 we just we don't we've not had this pressure. In such a long time, um, and it drives you on to do better things. Now, and this has come back to what we said last week. You know, we're not saying we need a strong Rangers. What we're saying is, when you've got that level of competition, it pushes you to do different things, and it makes you better. It doesn't have to be Rangers; it can be anyone. Just having that level of competition where you can't lose a game just strives you on, makes you better. Play. It would honestly, um it would separate the wheat from the chaff in Earth squad because people... And I'm not saying Scott Sinclair would uh, fall away. It could end up inspiring Scott Sinclair. Mm-hmm. It could end up making him a better player than he's shown yeah. currently. And that's that's the thing. So, after the Teplice game, uh, who do we get in the draw, Alan?
1: Uh, Barcelona. So, yeah.
3: this is the round before the quarterfinals. Um, when we were drawn with Barcelona, uh, I remember... Not being optimistic, but thinking to myself, "What have we got to lose?" Do
1: you well, know what I mean? You know me. I'm a without. Can uh, kind of go on too much about another club? Uh, I'm a bit of a a Barcelona. Uh, I don't know what the phrase you would use Hater. is. Uh, not quite no. uh, lover, potentially <laughs> on the other side of it. Um, oh, that's a shame. And the Guardiola era. I am obviously huge, huge barso fan. But in the years prior to that, they were a little bit lost. Um, They didn't have the same identity. People think now Barcelona, the way they are, is just the way they've always been. It's absolutely not the case. It's just people rewriting history. Um, In this time, though, um, they did have the best play in the world. Um, Ronaldinho. He was unbelievable. And In these two games, I realised that he wasn't the most effective it was mesmerising to watch though I mean let me talk you through some of the Barcelona incredible. players
3: um, so they had Victor Valdez average at best goalkeeper uh, they had Reisiger awful they had Puyol amazing they had Oliguer
4: he was okay he was alright yeah. uh,
3: they had Gabri me. they had Koku I liked Koku Xavi Xavi wasn't the Xavi that he would later become but he was still effective he, he was
1: very very good in his games in yeah. fairness he was exceptional in his games
3: Mota ugh Ronaldinho, Overmars, Luis Garcia, charisma,
1: and Saviola. Um, uh, unused substitute in both games. Who? Andres Iniesta and Marquez yeah. as well. Thank yeah, that's less um, oh. less exciting than Andres Iniesta. Iniesta. Uh, so thank, thank God he was a uh, unused substitute. So in.
3: the first leg at Celtic Park. Uh, Paul.
2: Uh, amazing, remarkable, marvelous. Unexpected result. Um, so I think it's nil now at half time. Yes. Um, Stushy in the tunnel. Oh,
4: yeah, the big fight in the tunnel. So it was
2: a fight in the tunnel. So uh, there's a clip going about on Twitter at the moment of Jackie Mack talking about yes, it Yes, yes. It's really <laughs> good and everyone should watch it because it's really funny. So. Um, Bobo clatters Mota basically is that it but uh, Douglas somehow gets sent off I think Douglas sees... comes in to break it up aye so the referee yeah. d- sees Douglas walking away from it so Douglas is off um, McNamara uh, who was the captain that night and uh, Puyol I guess would have been the captain of yeah. Barca get dragged in and the referee goes right you number 32 for Celtic he's off and Jackie Mike's going uh, what 32 <laughs> uh, and uh, Mota for Barcelona so uh, a debut for David Marshall
3: David Marshall um, I was in the stand at that time um, and we were all trying to figure out as the teams were coming out someone went, here that's no Rab Douglas and everyone was trying to figure out what the hell was happening and uh, that's when my sister turned to me and she went we've got a 19 year old wee guy <laughs> in goals against Ronaldinho in Barcelona um, and with his almost one of his first touches, the ball comes back to him he lifts the ball over Ronaldinho he just, he just chips the ball over so arrogantly so laid back so and everybody in the entire stadium went oh, oh <laughs> gee uh. um, but he'd but he done it he had confidence to do it um, and then Saviola uh, in a moment of absolute um, impetulance petulance impetulance? um in a moment of petulance um kicks Alan Thompson in the back of the leg and deservedly it's a hundred percent a red card. Um I've got in my clips in uh, my notes here Ronaldinho slag slag slash Saviola off D. Another but, slag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saviola in the even in the highlights, the brief highlights, Saviola had three opportunities. He, should have, he doesn't even hit the target with, within either of them. Um and he could be like that Saviola though. He 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 had that in him that he would could be quite inconsistent, which is why he never really got to the levels he probably should have, um his you know, his his early days at um you know, for River. Was it River it wasn't he? Um Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um and so Did he get sent off in the World Cup? Was that Saviola that stood up in That's Ariel Ortega? I'm thinking Ortega that head butted the Dutch keeper. Yeah, up.
3: Um so in this game Alan Thompson scores a sort of bicycle volley. Um terrific. Um and at the end of the game, um, you know, it's ten man Celtic defeating nine man Barcelona, one nil, and I just came out of it it had everything. It had high drama, it had just watching Ronaldinho that whole game. Just watching him drift, just watching his touch, just watching him bringing people into the game. You know, it's it's people talk about Messi and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo being on a different planet. At that point Ronaldinho was absolutely untouchable and he was a magician and he was an entertainer and uh, he was just really unlucky that night. I,
1: I always remember that was kind of my um, first time ever seeing a Global player who was kind of the best guy in the world. We were lucky enough, and we probably have all been lucky enough to see Ronaldo, Messi, um, you know, Ronaldinho, Celtic Park, Del Piero, of course, as well. Sorry, Chris Boyd, Um, Chris Boyd for yourself. (laughs) Um, And getting to see Ronaldinho Parkhead for me was uh, uh, it was incredible and kind of hard to top. Um, But. That goal Alan Thompson And do you know When I watched it today I've never thought about it Do you know what goal That really reminded me of Callum McGregor's This season Against Bayern Against, against um, Zenit. No, Zenit Zenit See that way It feels like It takes an age For him yeah. to score it, yes. Yes. Is it? Yeah it, You think This is a goal But you're yeah. waiting For it to happen but is And it? the Thompson yep. one Is really like that And do you know What makes me even think That more is, See if you And if anybody listening Is going to go back And watch this Alan Thompson goal watch Henrik Larson there's a camera angle from the right hand side of the net and it's Thompson as he's about to hit it Henrik turns away before Thompson's even struck the ball because he knows it's going (laughs) in he's taking a big gamble but (laughs) he does Henrik he sees Thompson just about to make contact and he starts he wheels away his left hand side towards the drop stand and I was watching it today thinking that's either supreme confidence or he's taking a Levy senses it's, it's, or it's something a, no you know <laughs> no, I've seen this a, before but it's exceptionally worse but it really reminded me of McGregor's um, goal against um, Zena this year but that way it feels like it took an age to come down and it felt like that that night as he well was, his
2: goal against Inter as well remember the 3-3 game
1: yeah absolutely the,
2: the oh my, god yeah. Oh one my, my those, god yeah, he's, he's in the it seems like he hangs in the air for ages yeah. Thompson with this um, yeah yeah um, amazing, you're right. It did have everything.
3: Um, it, it just did. So, what it did though um, was it set up for us to go to uh, the camp new or the new camp. Um, the camp new game, uh, Dermot. How we how are we going to come out the other end of this? Do you
4: think? I again, this was if you just remember all the kind of like hysteria over uh, David Marshall. Yeah, you know I mean, and I thought he'd be the Celtic keeper. For the Just next now, yeah, no <laughs> yeah, I really did think that, that we, was that we, we found someone, you know, he's got his chance, and uh, yeah, I blame Strachan for, <laughs> uh, Blame striking for a I lot of things. For, D- but, D- yeah,
1: David was a he was two years above uh, me in school. He was our school oh, right. goalkeeper. He was at, I mentioned St Andrews earlier. He was yeah. a St Andrews alumni, um, and he was always kind of tipped for great yeah. things, but. Never at anything like this level, you know. We always knew that there was a guy that played with Celtic, and it was always kind of like you knew someone. After that first game, though, everybody knew his yeah. name, you know, yeah. and it, it was exceptional.
3: So that game, um, I'm going to I'm going to open it with a question, and it's for Paul Carling to my right hand side. This is from Sean McGee. Was David Marshall's performance the best goalkeeping performance ever seen in a Celtic shirt um against Barcelona over two legs? <laughs> yeah. Is it the best? Is it one of? Where would you put it in terms of rating a Celtic goalkeeper's performance yeah, in Europe? I tell you what, it's the most memorable. Yeah. Day. Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: it's that save he Does he does it a few times this season? Where it's a scoop down. Yeah, he dives and he, d- he uses his the opposite hand. If he's diving to his left, he's using his his right hand, and um, he just seemed full of confidence that night yeah those and, two nights and you're like this is this is where is this guy being all seasoned also where was Hedman was
1: Hedman injured or was he just dropped because I-, I don't think um, Magnus Hedman made an appearance no. after um, because He's I was really looking young. through the team sheets uh, just looking in today and after that Leon game he he doesn't feature he went home um, he went, and then I not do, not I to Sweden. What just he went abroad. <laughs> yeah, he just well, went abroad. Thank goodness. Uh, so but I mean, Terry Geno. Just going back to your point, Terry Geno would be furious um, when you say there about making that scoop save with the other side of the hand. That's say uh, in terms of a goalkeeper, that's bad form. Yeah, no, no. yeah. You go with the other hand, then you don't yeah. get the same level of reach. But goalkeepers love doing it because obviously, if you're left-handed, you prefer to save with that hand and if you're right handed Terry be at the time would be furious.
3: That game that game uh, he makes he makes that but the, the best save he makes I think is within the first thirty seconds of kickoff. the Barcelona have a kickoff the uh, scoop. Uh, the things, scoop.
1: Yeah. the Ron, one on uh, one is it yeah. Ronaldinho? It's, no, it's no, Ronaldinho it's not it's not it's O I believe it is actually that drives through and yeah, he, drives he through, digs the ball out. So it's
3: thirty yeah. seconds in and you're thinking to yourself, Oh my god and he he scoops it out him, David Marshall, at nineteen. John Kennedy, yeah. twenty.
1: Yeah, showed a level. Oh, Kennedy was great. In this mm-hmm. Of John Kennedy wouldn't be able to make any of these tackles now, and I don't mean that in terms of him being a thirty, whatever year you old know, man. I mean in terms of that was clearly the end of the days when you could half. Yeah, um, yes. a world class yes. football player like if that was Ronaldo now, and you <laughs> yeah, said and on. you pointed to the ball. I mean there would be none of that now which shows how much the game has changed oh, yeah. because you look at him and think wow that's a really really good tackle and then you look and think it's quite, quite full blooded and I think well <laughs> but that's just the way the game's changed yeah. if that was Ronaldo uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't get away with that now Yeah, it's not as bad it's just that it's, it's the game's changed
3: this game so Celtic got a 0-0 draw um, against Barcelona in the new Camp marshalling goals, Kennedy playing McNamara uh, Stephen Pearson, Momo Silla comes on, uh, Didier Agat, Liam Miller. You know, it's. I think this shows. I I think it shows a that it's a different time that we live in in terms of how football's changed. But it also shows that um, if you do have a unit that knows exactly what you're doing, if you look at Kilmarnock with Steve Clark, um, if you if you get well drilled and you are organised, and if you have luck you can get results that maybe you can't get in terms of an on-paper style scenario. And I think, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell Brendan Rogers how to do his job because he's Brendan Rogers, but I'd like to see a little bit more of that and maybe that's me being a dinosaur. But I don't know. Well, we can talk about that in a new season anyway. Anyway, so Celtic put out Barcelona, which essentially is one of the greatest results, yeah. Um We've had um, it was just it was just phenomenal. That was
4: massively unexpected. Yeah, I don't yeah,
3: think it, I still don't think it gets the recognition it deserves. No. Um,
4: I think because we beat Barcelona that next time, you know, In a, a Champions League group in the game. Champions League game. Do you know what I mean? You it's know, and they'd been so so good and basically undefeatable up to that to that point. That, yeah. that takes the limelight away from yeah. the... Which you can uh, understand,
3: line. but at the same time knocking them out of Europe. We didn't beat them oh, yeah, in yeah, one yeah, game, we yeah. knocked them out of Europe. Which I think is an unbelievable thing. Yeah, we put them in their place. Put them in their place. We dominated we mm-hmm. dominate life. yeah It's what we do. Uh, so that March um, was tough. We played Rangers twice. We knocked them out of the Scottish Cup. Uh, and a 2-1 defeat at the end of March. Talk me through it, Paul. Um,
2: this was a good game. Um, it 2-1, actually, was quite, I think, quite generous on Rangers. Um, Larson and Thompson, who by this point were just really, just uh, those two and Sutton were just playing so flipping well and scoring so many goals. Um, should have really been 2-0, maybe 3-0. Um, I think it was, who's the guy? Stephen, Stephen Thompson. Thompson scored for Rangers. Ah! Now, my memory, and I'm sure it's this game, is that, no, no, it can't be, because Hedman was in goals. Never mind.
1: Okay. <sighs> That's him. David Marshall was in goals yeah, for this game, Marshall, but yeah.
2: I've got this memory of Hedman and Lennon he, absolutely bollocking Hedman for booting the ball out with like two minutes
1: to go <laughs> when we were two one up. but it was one nil game. Da- David Marshall, I think, makes a, a cracking scooped save. Oh, loves um, a scoop at the near
4: post. I think in this game. Um, if I'm, yeah, yeah, no, right. I think you're right. Yeah, oh, Dave, you're totally right. Because it just it added to the Marshall as a world class keeper. Yeah. Marshall was, was terrific ten. in this game. Yeah. Marshall that, was terrific. It was
1: one. I think it's right at his uh, his right hand side. Um, it palms it onto the post, and then as a save, I think where someone heads it down as well, and it, it it has a cracking game as well. And it's just at that point it became hysteria.
3: Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, so looking at this, uh, looking at March, I. Uh, we beat the police, we beat Rangers, we beat Barcelona, um we beat Motherwall. We win everybody, we just we dominate everyone. How Two. many, how many times do we beat Rangers? Twice in that,
4: that okay, we beat Rangers twice, we beat Barcelona and we beat another team in Europe. See, see in, in the, March. In the, yeah. the background of those results, Chris. Can you just play the tune uh, the game? This is
1: how we do just in the background, just a letter. Okay, just for
3: I literally. That, to that saying, I don't know that either, but I'll, yeah, I'll play it. Sure. That the might be.
4: Best month ever. <laughs> uh, uh, Motherwell ended the winning make run. makes sense when you hear that
3: song. Oh, yeah, play that's play. right. That's a good point. Um, we didn't actually win every game. Motherwell actually drew with us. That's a good point, Paul. That was the end of the 25 um, match run um, against Motherwell on the 14th of March. So that's the first um, time we dropped points. Um, still, it's an amazing. It's it's an still amazing, the best month still ever. In
4: Barcelona, um, winning in Europe after Christmas and beating Rangers twice.
3: End of March, we've got 86 points. Um, Rangers have got sixty-seven, um, so they are almost twenty points behind us. Um, but you know, I think at this point the league's pretty much wrapped up. Um, so let's focus on the final big draw in the UEFA Cup. Who are we drawn with, Alan?
1: Barry Al. They're really good at this time, though. So don't sigh yeah. when you hear that. What they're do, they're let, genuinely
4: a very good team. Let me tell t- t- really you, yellow. The yellow the yellow submarines. Submarines. yeah Well, this
1: was before the whole kind of fan connection. Because yeah. obviously we went there and got spanked and told, "Well, let's make friends." <laughs> so
3: let me talk you through some of the players. Uh, some, so they had a really balanced team, um,
1: which is why they did so well. But they had. Uh, so that's a odd description. Isn't it a balanced mm-hmm. team?
4: It's kind uh, of damning with faint praise.
1: Unusual, yeah, yeah. It means he doesn't know very much about a team.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, won Roman Raquelme, they had Juan Román Riquelme. They had Bataglia, who's a terrific player. Sonny Anderson. Um, Ara- Arabarana. I can never pronounce his name. Um, he was a great player. Uh, Colachini, who I never rated. So, suck it. uh, Reina, uh Ballesteros. Obviously, we lost him. All right. Um, Garcia-Roger. Um, Roger was a good player, actually. Uh, and so, we, we, we're going to go into this game with, uh, again, an ele- element of confidence, Alan, would you say?
1: Um, I remember there was a huge atmosphere around us thinking that we could go and win it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's just my psyche in terms of the way I look at things. I don't mean to go in there, but growing up as a Celtic fan in the 90s you do not have hope or expectation and I just felt as if there was something alright about it Yeah, um, when you got there there's also something to be said about when you go to Parkhead and it's light in a European night <laughs> the atmosphere's different it yeah really, no no really I agree, is, I agree, genuinely um, and that there was high expectation absolutely but on that night um, this was
3: April <clears throat> this was the second year in a row we'd qualified for Europe past Christmas
1: but Villarreal on that night were, they were really really good um, the way they moved the ball Raquel was excellent, was excellent. Um, I get that uh, I think Henrik had the goal chopped off yeah um, and it, when oh, he didn't really I, handball it but, yeah. but at the same time if it doesn't touch his hand then it probably doesn't win either way um, they were very impressive um, and I don't think Celtic underestimated them, I just think they were a really good team at that time. They beat, um, it,
3: they beat. Us, uh, the, the goal they scored was a snidey own goal,
1: though. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was, was it kind I? of snidey. I think it was
3: Valharden scored an on goal. Um, was Valharden yeah. playing in that um, game. I think he was. I, I,
1: I remember them on that night though, and I thought they were they were really slick with the ball, uh, and I, th- I thought they were really sharp bit. And then when well. I, I don't know if fucking the way you like, but.
4: Well, yeah. I think with that is uh, you're playing this kind of. N- not as uh, kind of fetid as Barcelona team, but who have they got? They've got <laughs> Raquel me sitting there. Yeah. like does me end up at Villarreal? You a, know, a, just a slicker
1: side at that time yeah, as well. They um, really maybe good. not get the names, but they were probably similar to us in terms of. Everybody knew each other's job. You, mm-hmm. l- you listen to the, some of the names you read out there. Yeah. That's a theme that kind of grew, almost grew up together and maybe developed. Two, year, two years Added. later,
3: they're a penalty kick away from the European Cup final. Yeah. Against um, Arsenal.
1: I, I thought they were a very good side. I always remember thinking on that night, we, one each to us was probably a wee bit flattering. Thoughts? Uh,
2: burnout. I wrote Burnout. It felt like things were beginning to. I mean, you look at the intensity that Celtic play with all season. All season. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that that run get up run of wins in the European run yeah. it was just hey, you can't even a team like Celtic can you can't maintain that. And I think this is where folk just got a bit tired. Yeah, as simple as that. I mean, it's not a good excuse, but I think it's the truth.
3: And I think it's a good the point about how we, it was really only about fourteen players, fifteen players that yeah. were really used. So it's not like we're using a, a, a massive depth of squad. Um, like Miller was also he was kind of phased out the
2: team about when I mean, you saw him. What he would maybe come on as a sub, but yeah, that's that's true. He's, you know, the second half of the season, he's yeah, because he'd say, he was you signed his pre-contract, and know, you know you can understand you you're not going to bother playing him. I
4: remember people booing him.
2: I don't
1: I think that it, was
4: terrible though, I mean, I'd, I disagree with booing Celtic players, but I think Miller should have stayed for a bit longer. It, there
1: was a similar concept I uh, remember as well last year. People talked about Patrick Roberts and saying, well, why would we play someday if we know we're going to lose them? Do you think, well, because you've got a game to win? Yeah. yeah. I get the idea that you think you're in your the development. Team, you, know? you know, I get it that you think you need to think next year, but a football manager has got to think about winning the game that is in front of him, and it's not as easy as you think. So people say, I nah. you know, I think it was under um, Rodgers. It might have been the end of Dyer's first season, actually, or the end of Rodgers' first season. They were saying the reason they wouldn't pay, play Roberts is because they knew they weren't getting them back, and you think, well... He's not interested mm-hmm. because if yeah. he if he doesn't win this game, he's not going to be back either. Yeah. Um,
3: I think we should say that, as Alan kind of makes the point, the, the, the one eight straw with Villarreal at home kind of did flatter Celtic in a lot of ways because, as Paul says, burnout at the end of this season was maximum. Um, away from home, though, it was a turgid display. We were never in the game, really. Um, even though we lost 2-0, we didn't really count mount too many Really create too many opportunities. Um, Sonny Anderson scores, does his wee gun celebration thing. Um, Roger scores kind of to put the game beyond us. When does Roger score? Uh, he scores kind of 70th, 70th minute, I think. Um, puts the game beyond us and uh, kind of came away from that having no complaints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, it was kinda like really hard to take because of Seville. I think Seville had built up this idea that and as you said, there was something building we thought we could you know but they were better than us. Sometimes that happens, Paul. Yeah.
2: Um I think it was I think overall you look back now and you think that European run was actually pretty brilliant. Quarterfinals you'd would, you would
3: bite your hand off. High that now, right?
2: Yeah, I mean it will never happen again. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> yeah. It won't happen again. Um, so again April uh it's a a terrific domestic um, season uh, month with the exception of as pointed out by me last week on the podcast about the end of the run um, at home and by Paul there we lost 2-1 to Aberdeen at home to end our 70 game winning streak at home um, undefeated streak at home and uh, Brian Prunty scored so alumni
2: Brian's a good good, decent player we won the league though before that we won the league against Kelly But again that was another one of these games where it just looked like the team was just kind of just doing enough to just get over the
3: line yeah I think Um, it was just you know everyone was burnt out Larson was Larson's last season he wants to get over the line wants to get because we won the league in the 18th of April Um, I mean at the end of April we're sitting at you know how many points ahead of Rangers are we we've got 91 points at the end of April Um, they're on 75 so or light years ahead. Yeah. The season ends with, uh, well, in May we've got one more game against Rangers, which we won one nil um, to create, you know, to create the whitewash. And as we mentioned at the start of the season, as as, as far you know, this, the league ends. We've got ninety eight points, and Rangers have got eighty one. Eighty one's a decent amount of points, um, even though they are what seventeen points ahead behind us. Um, it's still a a, a decent amount of points Um, but to get the whitewash as we mentioned before was just to get it Louis
2: Sutton's goal 92 minutes
3: Oh, it was so casually just dinked into the into the the top corner Um, and that's the thing it was almost like eh like we're at the end of our tether we're knackered we've got a cup final coming up we've been in Europe all season and it's just eh and it just kind of golf chips it into the top of the... Some goal, <laughs> It's <laughs> absolutely tremendous. Um, yeah, which leads us on to the final point. Uh, the Scottish Cup final. Which I was personally at. I don't know, were you guys there? Mm. No. I wasn't at the Scottish Cup final, though. No. no. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Larson's last game. Mm-hmm. It was against Dunfermline. Dunfermline have the audacity to take the lead and make a game out mm. of it. Is that uh, Skerla? Skerla. andre yes uh, big looping header
1: what is it with infernal players and big looping headers they love uh, <laughs> Craig Falconbridge, of course never forget I was at a beanback
3: yeah I, I, you were at a beanbag.
1: well uh, I was, was, was watching it in the house it was on STV oh you were watching it in a beanbag of sorts as well of sorts um but sitting
3: on a beanbag. ah oh, never mind Jesus loves
1: <laughs> me we're in for in hour beam-back. three yes this. hour
3: three we should, we should wrap <laughs> up at <laughs> this, <laughs> this point <laughs> this um, but it's, it's dark outside <laughs> <laughs> what time's it um so the Scottish Cup final we win and uh Larson scores two goals. Larson scores two goals. And
2: whereas, whereas his last league game he was and everyone was ball and greeting, like ball and greeting, like he was inconsolable. I remember at the end of the Scottish Cup final he was just it was party time. And yeah. he was really you know, there was no tears, it was just all about celebrating.
3: Um so at this point, uh, where are we with uh the t- the champions uh, the actual who won what again?
2: Bank of Scotland Premier League champions Celtic. Mm-hmm. Tenant Scottish Cup winners Celtic. Yes. CIS Insurance Cup winners Dermot. I don't know Livingston. Livingston. Livingston?
4: Yeah. Oh God! It was yeah, your, it was what your greatest ever day? Who were in, in? administration?
2: Oh, that's that's nice. right. So
4: uh, oh, they were. They actually, ripped off the guy that won the lottery. Oh, that's right. This that was it, the whole yeah. thing. The guy that was in. Oh, what'd you call him? That was involved with Celtic. Um, oh, Billy Hockey not Willie Hoy, you know, uh, when Fergus McCann was first involved, we got to work for. Brian. Uh, I worked for the Bank of Scotland oh, yeah. at the time, didn't I? I think it was about. Brian Bank of something. And uh, they, <sighs> they convinced. Was it Pierce, the guy that won the lottery?
1: It was a, he owned Radio Clyde for a while as well. What, Paul, uh,
4: Not Paul Cooney,
1: uh, no. he, was, he was one of the faces of it as well. So it was Brian, the guy that was the money man was Brian something, yeah, and yeah, the, and this other guy was the and the
4: then the, aye, the, the guy that won the lottery basically was fleeced for everything. They had something about building a stadium and getting uh, basically commercial kind of lets, etc. So I give us all your lottery money. Uh, oh no, you're the fall guy, your money's away. And uh, no else actually seemed to put money into. It, I think still though. say a guess insurance couple. Uh, <laughs> he should have taken out some CACS CACS. CACS.
2: Um Who else? What else? Uh, player of the year, Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton, who, uh, who was excellent. You know, I think he maybe gets overlooked a bit, but sometimes because he played in every every part, all over the pitch in that season, and he was awesome. And we uh, were talking about yeah. him earlier. He really. This was yeah. I think you said Chris. It was his best season.
3: I think for it's Celtic. best season for Celtic. I think it's probably his best season professionally. I think Sutton
4: was so good that Larson gets all the plaudits, but I mean, Sutton was just integral. And without Sutton, Larson probably wouldn't have done a lot of the stuff he did do. You well, know?
1: Without Sutton, Larson wouldn't have had the option of. Nipping a bit wider, yeah. You know, going yeah. that bit left, going yep. that bit right, with the option of knowing he's got something in the middle. I also think as well, certain uh, football IQ, which I think we've talked about on here before, yeah, yeah. Um, is something that yeah. to be able to go if playing a centre forward to centre half. And people say, "Ah, oh, well, he knows what it's like to be a centre forward," and you know that's fine, but you don't know it's like not the same thing though, You're right. on the complete other yeah. side of it, Um and I think he was he was really good at the level. I think if we would have probably played some of the group stage games at centre-half, it would have been more difficult. But mm. I thought he was excellent playing at centre-half. He was also very good in that midfield role as well. Yeah, that yeah, number. Yeah, that, that, anywhere through that middle of the team, he just showed enough. Um, and I found it quite interesting. I was actually listening to again in another interview, and it was Alan Thompson actually speaking. And he was talking about this season. Um, and he was talking about Martin O'Neill and Chris Sutton. And they actually had quite a few... He said they used to talk quite a lot and they had quite a lot of tactical discussions Mm -hmm. whereas Martin wouldn't really speak directly to any other players Mm -hmm. and it gave you an idea maybe of the type of kind of guy Chris Sutton maybe was something that I've never really thought about before somebody maybe that's got a bit more IQ a bit more to him than I had imagined Mm -hmm. before because previously I've always just imagined this kind of big bravado you know go on the pitch do your thing Um, and that's always what on team as well. It was always, you know, it wasn't any big tactical plan. It was a case of go out, do your job, be better than the guy that's playing across. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's it. Whereas actually, when Sutton you're when you're one-on-one battles, exactly, you be better than the guy you're playing against. Yeah, um, and that's something I always think I th- it's a great idea.
4: I think something I always thought would go on to be a manager, and I was so disappointed the way it kind of worked out at Lincoln because it just yeah, yeah, that's, that's what was that. it, right? And, and then, then, uh, then uh, yeah, yeah, he's happened.
3: Apparently, he was at a the Ross County job before. Adams got it and he just walked in and basically they were like we're looking for what you're going to show us and he just went oh I'm Chris Sutton he didn't have anything kind of prepared that sounds
2: like him didn't it Uh, young player of the year was Stephen Pearson terrific who yeah when you watch some of the footage back of that season he was good he was exciting played well against Barcelona at Parkhead yep yep, you, you always thought something could happen with him in the pitch writers player of the year Jackie Mack
1: Again, mm-hmm. I didn't realise he played yeah. so many games, but yeah, yeah in the forties. The, great, no. Grab a yeah. goal on a cup final as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, did that, that's yeah. right. the third
2: one. And uh, manager of the year, Jimmy Calderwood.
3: No, it was, it was <laughs> Martin New. <Anil. laughs>
1: um, no, it's Jimmy Calderwood.
3: Um, Henrik Larson uh, got forty-one goals. Alan Thompson get thirteen. Chris Sutton get twenty-eight.
1: Yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible. Incredible. Uh, John Hansen was injured for a lot of the season. Yeah, as still as well.
3: twenty-three games and ten goals. Mm. Can't, can't argue with that. Uh, Stan Varga, how many goes? Stan got, Two. I think, four? Let me
1: just. Nah, share. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say nine.
3: Seven. Seven.
1: Se- seven yeah,
2: goals from when right. you said yeah. By yeah. the way, see, for, I know okay, we're, we're in hour three and it's like, this is going on forever, but the amount, <laughs> this is the point I wanted to make earlier, the amount of Goals we scored from set pieces yes, or from yes. you know very very good deliveries into the box. I think there was just from corners or from free kicks. You thought, mm. well, we're probably going to get a goal, at least one goal every second game. Agreed. Out of a set piece, and that is just not, not happening anymore. Yeah.
1: V- v- very quickly, if on that same point, cause I know well. I no, will, no, okay, we'll down whatever, um, If you watch the first Rangers game of this season, um, we get a set piece. Um, and it's on the, whatever the highlights feel um and the players are just they're moving in very small circles but they're moving in in weaving circles which is a kind of standard thing that most big teams will do yeah players are rotating it's to try and create a lane almost so that somebody can run, run in their into own it. space and the rangers players are really struggling Craig Moore at one point is trying to look <laughs> towards the ball but he's also moving away and he's also trying to grab a shirt, and it just gets too much for him and just goes completely collapses. <laughs> um, it's just a great watch in terms of that's a team that's worried. See, if you're comfortable, if you think I'm going to beat the guy I'm marking my own man, you're quite happy to set yourself up saying, I'll watch the ball come in and I'll keep my eye on this guy as well. Whereas these guys are thinking, I can deal with the ball if it comes near me I've got to make sure this guy doesn't get a run on it and it shows you how and when you look at the guys Hartson, Sutton, Larson, mm-hmm. Baldy, Mielby even Valharan guys like that it was a big big team I, I and, think, and that's yeah, something we don't have anymore I
3: think that's the thing though Like um, football has absolutely changed there's no doubt it's different however set pieces are set pieces yeah. yeah. and we don't
1: utilise it enough in Europe um, we get loads of corners by the way so many corners. It's because we can play into yeah. the positions where we but get corners, the- which now means I'm going to take the exact opposite argument and say we <laughs> should play the ball on the ground more. Well,
3: yeah. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain away from home this season. Yeah. Yep. Well, terrific corner. Um, we sh-
1: we should have scored that goal because we annoyed them. Yeah, yeah. We said that at the time. I, I, we, uh,
3: Poke the bear. Poking a bear in the eye. Agat um, got six goals, weirdly. Um, Petrov got ten. Anyway, to sum this season up, um, I think it was uh, near perfection. In a lot of ways. Um Celtic did the double, won the Scottish Cup, they won the league um at quite a canter Um excellent European campaign. Champions League campaign was very unlucky. Did very well in Europe. We knocked out Barcelona of we knocked Barcelona out of European competition and we lost to a better team in, in Villarreal. We let's not kind of beat mm-hmm. around the bush with that. Uh Paul makes the point about tiredness, I think. If we'd utilised the squad more, we might not have got the results we got. And we, you know, it's a double-edged sword. How do you kind of... I think Martin René was... He knew what he knew it had. He knew how to utilise those 16 players. And it was perfection. This was one of my favourite seasons overall. I think the iconic image I'll take away from it, as Alan said, is the goal Alan Thompson scored against Bayern Munich. The iconic moment you'll take from this season, Dermot?
4: Yeah, I think uh, Bar Munich or the kind of the chaos coming back on at uh, the Barcelona at half time. Barcelona half time, terrific. Where you're like, "What actually has happened?" And then when you find out, you think, "Oh, yeah, I hope he's knocked him out, etc." You know, because uh, <laughs> no one else thinks that. Like well, was just, is just Aye, uh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. despicable. Yeah, uh,
3: standard um, for for uh, him because he's done it throughout his
4: entire. It, that's what he's about, you yeah. know. Uh, I know it was a brilliant season. It really was amazing, and it. You think it's hard to top Seville, and this didn't top Seville, but it wasn't a letdown. You know, it was the same kind of thing. Europe well after Christmas amazing results in Europe. Uh, destroying take the, Rangers. Take the title Scottish back. Scottish Cup. Larson's yeah. last season. Uh, iconic. It was absolutely fantastic.
1: Alan? Uh, moment of the season I'll keep it short. Uh, Henrik the Here he goes, break down again,
3: Jesus. Against Dundee,
1: again, yeah. <laughs> 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 Henrik against Dundee. That strip, uh, that moment, that man. Aye, that, that was it for me. That lovely goal, just arcs it round the goalkeeper. That was Henrik for me. Aye.
2: Paul. Uh, for something just different for you guys, I think just that Sutton's goal against Rangers in the next second minute. Oh. for the whitewash. <laughs> yes. Does okay. it not just it sums it up? Like, we're so used to it now. And no. yeah, there's just no chance you could beat Rangers over for f- even four games
4: mm-hmm. in those days. But it's weird because I always thought this was a season that, yeah, we can do it. Just because Rangers, like the level of player, Ferguson was away. Newman was away. He was Corning away. Was the the, the is feeling? I, they were kind of on their way down. I thought he was a good player, but he was far from you know the sort of the Rangers big sign. He wasn't a De Boer, yeah. type big signing. He wasn't you know? even
2: an amaruso really.
4: No, no I mean, I, he wasn't a big he, guy. He didn't have the intelligence to realise that he could do whatever he wanted and get away with it. You know, he, yeah, out. Whereas you know, Moore and Amaruso were well, the guys that just knew. Well, all right, I don't need to be good. I'll just well, hold on to him and fall down, and you just play on. You know, I so, This was the season of Liam Miller. Henrik
3: Larsson, the Champions League Villarreal defeating Barcelona—it truly mm-hmm. had everything. It was it was unbelievable. Season 2003-2004. Uh, this has been Timeline Celtic. Demcoyle. Cheers. Alan Edgar.
1: Pleasure, thank you.
3: Paul Carlin. Good night. I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minutes Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road.
2: Oh, what you what are you saying? <laughs> All you Trekkies and TV addicts don't, don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static
0: All you Klingons in the no. fucking house Grab your back street friend and get loud Blowing no. doors off
3: hinges, Grab you with the bitches And no, I didn't retire Snatch you off with your needle-nose pliers Black kids, <laughs> you look over whore With you euros you've never seen before Gliding in the glazing Like Lord Pete, you know what you paid Like a place that What, 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 what's it all
0: about? we are working out, let's turn this motherfucking
3: party out Say, Doc, what's the condition? I'm a man that's on the mission. The so, fun, you better listen. Fucking your ass is an electrician. Like a scientist. When I'm applying this, I'm gonna control in my mind. Like I'm trying to wreck Now, hey, never, but now what the deal? I know just over that.
0: We're working on the record, y'all just stick Shoot, rap, you look upset, you'll calm down You look like cable guy dunked over your crown I feel like smoke out of chimney You'll never bend me You wanna rap what you're picking in here, pop B oh, uh, Get your toes
2: right up the tire Put all my up on the tire Put that fresh